What's up? Jason Tatum here. Ball up wherever you are with NBA 2K Mobile. Playing game events to collect NBA legends and rising stars to assemble your dream team and settle things on the court. Download NBA 2K Mobile now on the App Store and Google Play. Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Pick Aside Podcast. My name is Joel Moran and I'm here with River Brown, Andrew Velez, and Joe Dells. And this is now episode 251. In this episode, we're going to recap the AFC and NFC Championship games, talk about the Panthers hiring Frank Reich as head coach, Jets replacing Mike LaFleur with Nathaniel Hackett, Chargers hiring Kellen Moore, and the Dolphins potentially hiring Vic Fangio. Shout out to everybody in the chat currently. Let's go. I stopped making a set time for the show because it's Smart. always sporadic. Smart. So. It's any time between like 6 and 8 p.m. Six and Don't eight, say definitely. 6. Don't say 6. That's not the truth. Over Never. 6, under Don't 8. Don't say 6. Every it's once over in a while. 6, under 8. Over every, 6, every no doubt. Absolutely over 6. Definitely under 8. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. Joel Bayless got to eat crow. What am I eating crow for? That's so rude. The fraud eagles still? They're still frauds to me. Oh, they're in the Super Bowl. Well, they're not frauds, but, you know, they're... <laughs> you call the Rams frauds for the similar thing, so at least you're I consistent. Guess. Well, I guess. I, mean, I respect you're consistent. On the, you're so prying on the Absolutely. Absolutely. The Chiefs. Absolutely. Called the Cowboys yeah. the one. Every single... Oh, you folded. If they beat the Niners, they were the one. They didn't beat them. They weren't the one. They, were they, weren't, they actually one. weren't close to being the one. They weren't even so two. We're going to start this show off by giving you our Boom Fantasy picks for today. Love it. Now, John, you can put it up on the screen. Where is it, John? Here? Uh, no, it's, it's in like the middle. It's going to be in the middle. Shout out, John. In front of you. Right yeah, shout out, John. Behind the scenes. So, he has it up now. So, as you guys can see, I'm one in five, but the, my record does not. My record. <laughs> well, your the record is what? The, my record does not reflect my knowledge, all right? I want to oh, just make that clear. Had some bad because, beats. yes, yesterday I had Kelsey over 78 and a half. He had 78 flat. <laughs> and then I think my third loss. Yeah, the I Steph could, Curry one. Steph Curry for over 4 threes. He that wasn't four, a loss. That exactly. wasn't a win. Oh, yeah, it was a tie. Yeah, it was a tie. Like, whatever. But ties don't matter. He respected himself as a man and counted as a loss. I respect that. I, I, I did the, tie, the ties look ugly. So, really, I should ugly. be 3 and 2. I've had some Here bad we go. Well, I don't know uh, if you should have. You just got some bad beats, but you shouldn't be 3 and 2. You yep. should be 1 and 5. <laughs> With all due respect. <laughs> like, you, you've had some bad beats, and I feel for you. I've been there, but you, I'm not going to say you should be because you didn't get it. <laughs> Nah, coming from the chat, I understand it. They're haters. Coming from my friend, really? Are you serious? That is crazy. That was crazy, Joel. Uh, I couldn't. I can't defend him all the time. No, you can't. Now today, I have Rudy Gobert. (laughs) Today, I have Rudy Gobert over eleven and a half rebounds. Okay. And on Twitter, people were like, "This is a horrible line for Rudy. It's too much." And to those people, too high, eleven and a half. I, to, to, to to those people, I say over the last four games, he's averaged yeah. over thirteen. You want to you don't you want to know what Gobert has had over the last? Here we go. Seven games. Talk to me. Talk to me. Over talk to me. eleven and a half rebounds, and they're facing the Kings tonight. Last time he faced the Kings, which was the other day, Gobert had fourteen rebounds. So with that being said, I like eleven and a half. I really do. I really do. So I'm going with eleven and a half, 
and I, I want to be two and five after today. All right. It was very tough between picking Gobert and Anthony Edwards, but I went with Gobert. Yeah, you tried to convince me to take Ant Man. That's how he's, bad you wanted Ant Man. He's the guy. He's a savage. And my wolves are going him. crazy. How folks is doing a thing? Are we allowing this? My wolves doing a thing. Are we gonna allow that? His what? His wolves. He can have them because nobody else really wants them. Hey, <laughs> not wrong. I, hey, I'm not, got, I'm not sleeping the, on I the Wolves. The, and it's, it's funny because today two of my favorite teams play, the Wolves and the Kings. And the Kings. I ah. love the Kings too. I'm a yep. Kings guy. So what can to, I say? To keep it going, in that same game, I have the under on DeMontis Sabonis, under points, rebounds, and assists of 40 and a half. Last time I took this bet, I did hit, and a big reason why I'm taking this bet is because of Rudy Gobert. Last game, it was pretty damn close. Sabonis had 23, 10, and 5. But still, the under did hit, so I'm gonna ride it again just because I like the matchup with Gobert. And uh, me, I'm I'm on a two game losing streak right now. Facts, I'm I'm on I'm on a little heater right now. First of all, there's a lot of bullshit that happened this week. (laughs) Paul George was gonna eclipse it within the third quarter. The fourth quarter, he practically put up two points, no rebounds, and you were chatting. You were were chatting. He had it clean, and then CMC. Decided to play quarterback, so he never got reception. Decided to play quarterback? Listen, man, somebody else could have did. I don't know. Bottom line is I have two L's, but today I'm taking a Steph over. He's been amazing. Him versus SJ is going to be a fun matchup today. I feel like he's going to take that challenge. Not to defend him, fuck mm-hmm. no, but take that challenge to score a lot of points. So I got the Steph over. I never take under. Somebody ever. commented, and they were I started like. started taking unders. I started winning. They were like, Joel stole from the prop bet guy. I don't even know who that is, honestly. And why would I steal a Rudy Gobert line? It's just <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm going to steal this Rudy Gobert line. Oh, it's genius. Gobert. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> it says, so this from Deco, 499. I know the season ended the worst way possible, but Niner gang for life. Purdy will always be a legend. Shout out to the Facts. Eagles for that beating. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. a lot of respect. Purdy will always be a legend. We'll always, always remember Brock Purdy, Purdy, no matter always. what happens. Chandler donated $4.99. Where's the, the round of applause? Handed Where's Mahomes the round of applause? Don't think you were slick. Where's the class? I don't think people were done for. It. Make it clap. <laughs> I, 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 feel, I feel like people get annoyed by the people, clap. People What's were the getting annoyed by it. What do you mean? People said that? I saw a comment that said, if they stopped the clapping, I was about to turn the podcast off. We know that people... We know... People should know that we appreciate them for donating. We don't need a clap for that. My God. We can clap. Just like know, just know that I, I vouched for all those people in the Super Chats. You can clap for the. Cl- it's not the same, man. All right. Yeah, this clap thing is real. You know, man. So, Q Boogie, $1.99. I need Boom in New Jersey, New York. I'm missing out on Brock. Thanks, bro. Talking. We need Somebody it. We need it clap there. It. We need it there. <laughs> and this same guy commented. He was like, the Rudy Gobert line was all over Twitter. Oh, I want it? you to do me a favor and... Check my Twitter, see if I follow. Bro, are you a line stealer? Are you I a line stealer? If I am a line I stealer, <laughs> if I am a line stealer, the only line I will steal is calling our shot. That's oh, it. amen to that. Shout, shout out to that, shot brother. Shot that, that, guy, to that guy, calling our shot is the goal. He's there we go. He gets, he's he gets around the yeah. Come on. He, what? He's taking guys out of debt, man. <laughs> he is, he's he really is. doing What's his heroic work. Calling your shot. Calling your shot? Or no, you calling, it's, it's calling our shot. Our yeah. shot. Bro, he's been 6-0 in the NBA like the last two days. He's sweeped. And now he's a savage. He's, he's a doing savage. this ladder challenge, and he's gone, what, six days in a row now? So, yeah, this is the second time he's done it. He hit 
Eight, he hit eight days in a row, lost on day nine, where he picked the Bills and Stephon Diggs. Just yeah, an unfortunate. And that was yeah. rough because that Bills arm was like minus 1,000. I'm crying. Yeah. <laughs> Very bad. The Diggs were going to He win. got a ton of followers. Yeah. Bro, he, he is up right now. He yeah. Because yeah. of that ladder challenge, he hit over yeah, he 100K he subscribers on YouTube. Though, he's really good at And their Twitter is over 150K, I yeah. think, right now. I, I don't even know if that's like a team. I think that's like a one-man army. No, I think so, too. Yeah. I do think so. He's a legend, man. He's a savage. He's a sweetheart, too. And Santos... You know what? He donated five dollars. Yeah. He's donated every he, freaking Santos, show. Santos gets a clap. We do because I'm also using Santos's Tumblr that he got me <laughs> with, a little, with a little tea bag. <laughs> um, yeah, I got tea in here. I'm drinking some tea, some warm tea. I actually gave mine. It's good grandma. for your voice. Nice, like, nice job, yeah, yeah. Riv. I appreciate yeah, Santos. I gave Loving your like gift that. to my grandmother. Uh, yeah, she likes pick a side. I don't think she she uh, likes what I'm doing. She doesn't really pay attention too much. She's old. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know what we're talking about. I understand. Yeah, she doesn't care about Jalen Hurts and Brock Purdy. No, she absolutely does not. What know about Steph Curry? Who, she actually asked me. She said, "What's what's?" One time she was like, "Riff," and I was like, "What's up?" She was like, "Who who's who's the Kyrie boy? Why why is he doing all that, <laughs> that stuff?" Uh, when he was uh, sitting out, she's like, "Yeah, who who's that?" And then she asked me one day, "Who's AB?" And I was like, "You don't want to know." Who yeah, is. I was about yeah, to say she's been, she's yeah. been watching the news. Yeah, I was like, ah, "You don't want to know who those are." You know, I I think. Uh, we would be doing the podcast justice if we started out with the most exciting game of the weekend. But I want to just get this game over with and talking about it in Damn. the 49ers and Eagles Damn. game. That because the Eagles beat the 49ers 31-7. MC was your L. Did, did you get a single pick right then? I, I don't know. Hold don't up. do him like you got that. A few. Don't do him like that. Wait, did you get a single pick right? I got the Eagles and Giants right. Oh, that was easy. Yeah. And the, the Niners and, and, and Seahawks. That yes. was it. Yes. You got the easy ones right. <laughs> <laughs> now the AFC. Now we can't cloud him. He got the AFC right. My my bracket actually in the Super Bowl, before we made our picks and stuff like the very beginning bracket, Chiefs Eagles Super Bowl. So you know, that means nothing far. with me personally. That, yeah, that doesn't mean nothing with me either. Because you did not stand right. on your word. Nice, bro. I mean, look, I don't like the Eagles. It's I, I do. I don't like it's the Eagles. Second. I thought you don't like Hurts. What the Eagles I do? I I like Hurts. He's all right. No, I think he's all right. Not like the Eagles. Just doesn't make sense. Hurts yeah, is, is, is all right. The Jets have never beat them in our franchise history. Is that really Who what it cares? is? You gotta you know, get up. We're in the eight. We're in the NFC, yeah, bro. Like, we have they don't. You have a Tom Brady jersey. Yeah, that, I mean, that's, that's the bigger issue. Like you have a Tom Brady. Tom Brady's the goat. What what do the Eagles have? Mahomes is the goat. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? They have the same amount of Super Bowls no, it's, as you guys. No, what it is, what it is with the Eagles. Stick on the Jalen Hurts. What, right what it is with the Eagles with me this year is that this is actually what it is with them that annoys me a lot. Okay, I'm ready. Last year, I loved the Eagles. They were my super team. They exceeded everybody's expectations. Not mine because I knew what they were going to be. They were good. They were a playoff team. They made the playoffs. They were mid, but they made the playoffs, sure. They made amazing moves this offseason. They did. Amazing. I knew they were going to be great. A 12-plus win team this season. There's no doubt. But... I think in the midst of Jalen Hurts having a great season, this roster dominating, people started giving like 90% of the credit to Jalen Hurts. And to me, that really annoyed me because I think that this roster is loaded. It's you just called Jalen Hurts all right. Loaded. He is all right. <laughs> he is, but his leadership is elite. It's outstanding. I think that's the best thing. I love Jalen Hurts' interviews are amazing. I love watching Jalen Hurts' interviews. He's a great dude. Now, Eagles and 49ers. 49ers lost. I picked them to win. I was the only one to pick them to win in this table. They lost, of course. And of course. Listen, for one for I just want to say this. Nice. This game meant nothing to me. 
And if people are I, actually I holding this L, like, oh, you got it wrong. You're such a dumbass. I think that's so stupid because they had a quarterback that could not throw the ball for an entire half. And Josh Johnson came in for Purdy after like the first drive. And I want to say something about Josh Johnson because I know that we look at the Shanahan system and it's like, you can put in any quarterback and they will play well. With Josh Johnson, it's a little bit of a different story because he was signed in December. He didn't have reps. It, it you know, you're learning an off an offense in a month. That's very hard. Versus somebody somebody like Brock Purdy, he got reps in training camp. He ran the scout team. He faced the first team defense all throughout practice and training camp. So Josh Johnson to go in there in a the playoff game of that magnitude on the road and to play with limited practice reps. He did the best he could. He didn't look good, but he did the best he could, and I, it was an impossible situation from him for the st- from the start. Eagles dominated defensively. There's no doubt. The defensive line was amazing. Hassan Reddick specifically, he made two big-time plays, and I, I was wondering why they weren't blocking him with Mike McGlinchey. Instead, they were blocking him with a tight end, Tyler Croft. There were moments where they left him unblocked, and he just got by. But you also have to understand that after the first drive, when the starting quarterback, Brock Purdy, went out. And then in the second half, when they couldn't pass the ball, it changes how you play defensively. You don't have to account for a passing game. That If you don't account for a passing game, it's Stack the box. It's That's so it. easy to defend, especially the run, especially when you have guys up front that are dominant like that. Mm-hmm. It, it's even harder. So for me, it, it was unfortunate that events happened the way it did for the 49ers. And because I was hoping for a great game, I was hoping for a back and forth defensive chess match, which it was to begin the game. The Eagles did not play great offensively. They had great offensive moments in the running game. But in the passing game, Jalen Hurts missed a wide open pass to A.J. Brown when A.J. Brown had somebody beat. Jalen Hurts struggled against zone. He was much better against man. And how the 49ers are playing the Eagles is that they were pressing their defensive backs up on the line because you want to stop the timing of these routes from these receivers. And that's why on third down, in order to get corners to sag off, you have to have them respect your deep passing game, which is why we saw a lot of goal balls on third down. But the Eagles offense had 276, 269 total yards, 121 passing yards, 148 rushing yards. They were great on the ground. 3.8 yards per play. That's not anything to rave about. They were 5 for 15 on third down. 33% on third down is nothing to, ra- to rave about. They ran 70 total plays compared to the 49ers, 45. And then the Niners had a lot of stupid penalties, 11 penalties for 81 yards. The 49ers had 40 less passing yards than the Eagles. They had no quarterback for <laughs> that could pass for the entire second half. And 121 passing yards was the lowest the Eagles have had all season. 269 total is the third lowest they've had all season. And when looking at their four offensive touchdown drives, I don't look at them and come away with it very impressed. The first drive, it was fourth and three. It was kept alive because of a Hurts pass to Devontae Smith, a little bit overthrown. Devontae Smith hauls it in. It wasn't a catch, though. Kyle Shanahan challenges it. It gets reversed. That that play led to a touchdown. I'm only laughing at the little bit overthrown. <laughs> Se- second scoring drive, third and six. Hurts incomplete pass to A.J. Brown. It's a penalty on Charvarius Ward. And they continue the drive, and then to, um they got a touchdown to uh, Miles Sanders. Though. 
Hmm? What was the penalty? Yeah, they called a penalty on second and nine a little bit after that, too, on Ward again. And I understand the penalty was, was a real thing. Third scoring drive. Josh Johnson fumbled. That was a play he got a concussion on, or, you know, he was yeah, ruled out for the bad. game. Perfect field position. Boston Scott touchdown. And the fourth scoring drive, they punted on fourth and six, and Jordan Mason roughed the punter, and that kept the drive alive. So all these scoring drives, three of them were stops, but it was a failed attempt, well, a failed not challenging it by the 49ers coaching staff, a roughing the passer call, and then just amazing field position that your defense made. So this was not a dominant performance offensively. It was more so defensively. But I will say that their running game is so hard to stop. It It's impossible because on the second touchdown, it was like a zone bubble concept, and they aligned Miles Sanders to the strong side, which meant where more defenders are allocated to. And they ran to the weak side, and they just had Jason Kelsey pull to the second level, mm-hmm. block a linebacker, wide open lane. And then when they saw it, they were really abusing Javon Kinlaw. Mm-hmm. They, they ran away from Eric Armstead. They were taking Javon Kinlaw out of the play, and that leaves a wide open hole and gap for runs. And they kept doing that, and the Boston Scott touchdown was that, but just flipped to the other side. Mm-hmm. It, it was just impossible to, to stop this running game for the most part, especially in the red zone. <clears throat> And that is what impressed me the most. And I knew that the Eagles are like that. And the Eagles deserve a lot of credit in this coaching staff because if they find something that works, they spam it. You know, you know how when you play video games with somebody and like, for example, I used to play a lot of fighting games and or even 2K. And if somebody always spams a pick and roll on me, I get annoyed. But at the end of the day, it's like working, you know, so why not keep using it? The, the Eagles are like, annoying video game player. They just spam what works, and you can't stop it. And that's what they do. The Chiefs is going to be a a tougher challenge, the toughest challenge they've had in the playoffs. They face Daniel Jones, a broken-elbowed Brock Purdy, and Josh Johnson. But that's why they got the number one seed. But this game, to me, wasn't something that I looked at and was very impressed by outside of how the defense played. And it was an underwhelming game. I wish we got a better game. Good, Riff. Talk about your Eagles. Oh, really? Oh, I want to hear his perspective on uh, Jalen Hurts. Um, Interesting. <laughs> Joel's funny, man. Because uh, he did everything he could to not basically say Jalen Hurts played like shit and the Eagles offense wasn't impressive and trying to spin it in the best way. Which he I, played I respect. great. No, he, he didn't play. You he were impressed with their defense? The Eagles? I feel like if I'm looking at this game from the Eagles, they won because of the situation. Defense oh, that's true. Plays. The, defense listen, this whole no, game. Absolutely, but I mean, you're playing against, I apologize. No, no, no. no you're you're the, whole, the whole game, essentially, you played against a fourth-string quarterback, a quarterback that you well, acquired I mean, in December. Brock Purdy got out and because then, Reddick made a play. And then, um, that, no no doubt, absolutely. I mean, but at the same time, are we going to credit a player for injuring another player? Well, he didn't. I don't, I don't okay. give credit for right, that. I'm not saying he, but he, he fumbled. No, for sure. He, he, he did. He did. He did. He definitely. I know what you mean. No, your your defensive line played outstanding, absolutely. But well, I feel like, league, baby. you know, once you knock Brock Purdy out and then you have Josh Johnson in the game and you knock Josh Johnson out of the game and now CMC now becomes your quarterback. Oh, no, yeah, it sucks. It's like situationally, Trust me, it hurt how, me. Do you, how do you lose this game? If you're I'm sorry. Did I do everything to knock Jalen Hurts or <laughs> did he not? I don't know. Every, <laughs> he was, oh, I he think, was okay. I will say he this. Was all right. I think everything in your monologue was a backhanded compliment to Jalen Hurts. Yeah, it like what? Was. was it not an overthrow no, to Devontae? Instead. That's the one. That's Wait, one but was, was it not or was it? Was uh, the throw to Mahomes to, to MVS an overthrow that, that MVS made a great throw on? 
Made a great catch. The one that he had to contort his body the opposite way. No, that was a perfect pass. That was not a perfect. It wasn't perfect. It was. It was was a perfect pass. It was the safety right behind him. No, it wasn't perfect. He could have made a better throw. He could have. He could have led him to the sideline. But that's neither here nor there. This this game gets thrown out the window once quarterbacks get hurt. I mean, you could we could sit here and listen. The Eagles offensively were not good. They had like Joel mentioned their lowest total yards of the season. Jalen Hurts threw his lowest total passing yards of the year. Part of that is because he's not 100%. I think that's pretty obvious. His arm is an accuracy really shows that that A.J. Brown throw, he was making every single time in the regular season. And he did make up for it with the throw down the sideline to Smitty, which hit him right in the chest. You know, just there was good defense there, but also a catch that Smitty's probably saying to himself, I got to get that. I got to make that play. But this this whole game is is weird. It gets thrown out because you have a quarterback on the other side. It's Brock Purdy. He goes down in the first quarter. You have Josh Johnson. And now you're already at a at big advantage because Purdy's already a kind of middling quarterback as is. Now you bring in Josh Johnson, who is a career backup, nine years in the league. He has less than 10 career starts. He's a backup, so now you're at an advantage. Once he gets knocked out, it's how do you lose this game? The only way you lose this game is if you have dumb turnovers, turnovers on offense, bad penalties on defense, poor special teams play. You would have to try really hard to lose this game. So from the Eagles' side, I could look at Jalen Hurts and be like, you only have 120 rushing yards, 30 on the ground, mostly inefficient, but... At the end of the day, that's what this game called for. All they had to do was not make mistakes on offense, and they're going to the Super Bowl. Now, in the Super Bowl, it's a whole different story because you're going up against Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. You're going to have to score, but you're also not going up against the 49ers defense. The 49ers defense has been the best in the league all season long. There really hasn't been a close second. They shut down the Cowboys offense, who is top five in EPA, as Joel, Joel always mentions. It's a great defense. It's the one of the best units we have seen over these last five to ten years. Even this out of these 49ers defenses, who it seems like every year have one of the elite units. So for the Eagles, they obviously have to change some things offensively. But I think two weeks from now, Jalen Hurts is going to be healthier. They're not going up against the best defense in the league. And they're going to have to score some points against Patrick Mahomes. I get that. Patrick Mahomes, on the other hand, is also going to go up against the best pass rush he has played all season. This this Philly pass rush is the best in the NFL. Their sack percentages, their pressure percentages is off their charts. They have so many guys, three, four guys with 10-plus sacks this year. We saw Hassan Reddick do his thing. So while we could definitely look at, at Philly and see the things they need to improve on, you also could look at the Chiefs and say they're going up against the defense. Listen, Cincinnati is great without a doubt, but this Philly pass rush is arguably the best in the league, which has kind of gotten undershadowed because of Jalen Hurts, the MVP talk and all of that. So mm-hmm. I definitely look at, at Hurts and saying, if you want to win a Super Bowl, you got to be better. But I'm also, as you would say, using context here. If Jalen Hurts goes out and throws the ball 40 times, you're doing a disservice. You have to go out, especially in that second half, run the ball, get the clock out, get out there healthy. It makes no sense to pass the ball and you go incomplete. The clock stops. Weird things happen. Once Josh Johnson and then CMC is your quarterback, the complete game plan change, everything that you went into this game with gets thrown out the window and you say, let's get three, four yards to carry and stay healthy. That's what the Eagles did. They won 31-7. It really wasn't a game that entire second half. The 49ers defense was playing great until the quarterbacks go out and they started pressing. They got aggressive. You saw multiple penalties. They had the most penalty yards and of all season in this game, 11 penalties over 80 yards. So I feel like they felt some pressure on their back that if we want something to happen, we have to be the ones that cause turnovers. We have to be the ones that are playing lockup defense, sacking Jalen Hurts, causing fumbles, which I think led to these penalties. So the 49ers, they have a lot of questions going into this offseason. Philly has been the best team in the NFC all year, in my opinion, just like I think the Chiefs have been the best team in the AFC all season. So it's going to be a fun Super Bowl matchup.
letting them off the hook. Yeah. You're letting them off the hook. Cool. Four times. You're letting Hurts off the hook. Oh, my God. You, you know, guys won 31-7. to seven. But, but, but he said, like, of course you're not going to throw it 40 times a game, but... I'd still like you to complete sixty percent or more of your passes, but which you didn't. But why? He was and he he was inaccurate. Like he struggled against the zone the, coverages. But the game was already it wasn't okay. He, no, I'm like, talking about in the first half when the game was close. Okay. He was struggling. No, no, he I was not disagree. good after that disagree. first drive. Um, first of all, we're an elite team, one of the best teams in the league. Defensively, the defensive line came to play. Reddick set the statement early. He set the tone early. Offensively, we had a great first drive. And then everything got stagnant. Um, Gainwell, Miles Sanders had some big plays late in the game that pretty much opened up the game. We got some TDs. You mentioned our defense pretty much carried the game, put us in great position uh, drive after drive. Then penalties, like you said, the Niners were tired. They were trying to make plays, trying to get aggressive because they knew pretty much the Niners couldn't score on offense, so they had to make plays. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, it resulted in a lot of uh, penalties. But to talk about just next game going forward, um, you let them off the hook, Dallas. And I, I, and I say you let him off the hook is because you've been a big advocate of Jalen Hurts being a franchise quarterback. Um, Joel is waiting to put him in that spectrum. I don't really know where Drew's on the mindset of that, so I'm not going to been very vocal guess. that Jalen Hurts. Oh, uh, that was just Stanton last episode. Let's be real. Okay, D- that was what you was waiting. You know, yeah. but there no, has I've been, been vocal. That's a franchise quarterback. Right, I just I didn't want to assume. That's fine. Answer. Um, so you just uh stamped him last I stamped week. Him after but the, there has been uh, no yeah. indi- indication of a franchise guy, and he has played three playoffs. No games. indication in, in the playoffs. There has been no indication. The Bucks game, he didn't show he you anything. Bad. The Giants game, he made team the same type of throws he had this game. He connected on the, in, in in the Giants game. So I don't know if it's the shoulder or it's just the Niners defense, which is the best defense in the league. So nine times out of ten, it's probably the Niners defense. I agree with that. But um. Rest. Franchise quarterbacks, as we like to mention, for the most part, raise their level in the playoffs. Or, you know, they do something spectacular in the regular season like Herbert and Lamar to where you got to put them up to that level. Was Hurts not spectacular this regular season? Yeah, he was spectacular in the regular season. But here's my here's, here's, here, here was my always my problem with him. When we play a team, like we're going to play the Chiefs. We played the Niners, unfortunately. Brock Purdy get out. When is he going to have that franchise moment in the playoffs when you need him to be to have that? You haven't what, needed him so far. But that's because our team is elite. So it, so it goes back to Joel's point. How much of the credit goes to Jalen Hurts? If you said A we don't need it. him to be that, that means the team has been that dominant. These but, last two games, yeah, for sure. But, for then, sure it, but then it comes to play. When we need him to be, is he going to be able to do that? And that's always been the question for Jalen Hurts. Going up against the Chiefs, he's going to need to do that. I mean, I... A, a ankle injury and a shoulder injury isn't the same, but we've seen Mahomes on a bad ankle make some fucking throws that not many people can make, do some shit out the box that not many people can do. And I know Jalen Hurts didn't have to do that in the past three weeks, but still there is some plays that he left where he should have made. There's some throws that he should have been making that he couldn't make. There are some times where he was running the ball, he got sacked or he got hit. Like it, There's things that he has to clean up. There's things where you still think like, Damn, is he really my like down the stretch? What can we do? And that's still the only concern for me with Jalen Hurts is like we're a great team, you know, offensively, defensively, we're pretty much perfect. But going up against the Chiefs, who they have Andy Reid, they have Pat Mahomes, we got to go bar for bar with them. Do we expect? Can we expect Hurts to come and show out and be that franchise guy for us? That's really my only question. I mean, this game for me, 
it, I knew we were going to win. I didn't think we would win like this, especially when John Johnson came out. And like you said, he, he is a fourth stringer. I feel bad. He's not even really supposed to be playing. So and he looked terrible out there. I mean, he didn't – he looked lost. He didn't know what to do. He couldn't throw the ball. So we – this was our game to lose pretty much. So now the real challenge is coming up in the Super Bowl, and it's going to suck because he did all this work in the regular season – gotten better, improved, and in the playoffs, like you said, he didn't have to do too much because the team was so dominant and we didn't play competition up to our level. In the Super Bowl, if he fucks up, it would be like people are going to look at him and say, like, damn, he might not be the franchise guy because he had one Are stinker. you one of those people? Yes. No, because I never the labeled, I never labeled just... him as a franchise guy. So you, so I, you will be like you. So you will say that. Not necessarily. I won't like him playing bad won't change my answer because I never had I him as a franchise guy. I think what Riv is saying is that he's contextualizing what's happening. And this is all I've been saying all year long. The Eagles roster is stacked. Yet everybody acts like Jalen Hurts is carrying this team on his back when they have the best offensive line in football, the best defensive line in football, a top three secondary in the NFL, a top three wide receiver room in the NFL, great coaches on the staff. I mean, this is not a one-man show. This is a this is one of the best assembled rosters I've seen in my life. And the fact that people just want to give Hurts all the credit to me, that's where I kind of go, we got to relax on that. We got to relax on that. I'm not saying he hasn't played great. He's played great. But to say that he's carrying this load, I mean, I think 15 quarterbacks can come in a situation and do a similar thing. All right. Um, now it's my time to talk. Um, quick question. Are we everybody? Me and Joel, are we everybody? Everybody in terms of what? You said that everybody wants to come and say that Jalen Hurts is carrying. Have we said that? Well, you, yes. You, you We've got, said that he's carrying. Not that he's carrying, but you guys like to give him more credit than I, I think he deserves. Really? In my opinion. Yes. He's done that. Did he not have a yes. top five quarterback season this yes. year? Yes. Uh, have we not? Is he a top five quarterback? This year, yeah. Is he better than Aaron Rodgers? Um, <laughs> why is that the first name that you say? Because he's probably like on the he's one he's the one that's like on fire. He had okay, a better year than but, Aaron Rodgers. Does that Joel, mean he's better than Joel, him? this has absolutely nothing to do. Does with that my mean whole he's point. better than him? No, um, it does not. No, my point is, do we not sit here and say that this defense is one of the best in the league? Do we not it say is. that they're one of the best rush offenses in the league? It is. So why do we not say that they have one of the best offensive lines in the league, if not the best offense? I'm asking these questions. Yes. So, so why get, after so why after the recap that we did on the Eagles and Giants game? When Dell said Hertz hasn't had to do much, and I literally responded to that, he, yeah, because in the regular season, it's been like that regular season, no, be, he was doing a lot. The regular season, he was doing a ton. And there's only like two, talk, three games you can point to out of like these last that two games. He, really, he put the only the two. There are like two, three games in the regular season where you say, "Oh wow, Hertz! Wow, he he went above and beyond because the, the defense was stopping what they were doing." They, they, no team has been able to stop this offense as a whole because guys Why? have been open. But guys have been open, bro. Like th- this has been a, a great, well-oiled so offense. It's, a knock? It, it's hard to stop an offense that has five Pro Bowlers on the offensive line. I'm sorry, that's just, it's hard to stop an offense when you're playing eleven. Yeah, on 10 remember, remember what I'm I said. Remember that's what a knock I said. That people get open. Remember that's what a knock. I, it's not a knock, but you have to contextualize. I was going to say, I contextualize that's it. Exact, Mahal- that's the same way. That's the same Chiefs reason offense, why. Guys get open all the time. And you reach one of the best play calls in the game. I am keeping the same energy. We don't. We don't knock Mahomes for it. I. Mahomes is Mahomes, bro. Absolutely. I don't care about that. I have been consistent on every single quarterback we have talked about this year. Whether it's been Daniel Jones and trying to give him more credit than deserved, I said pump the brakes. Whether it's been Tua, I said pump the brakes. Whether it's been Hurts, I said pump the brakes. He's he's at the Super Bowl. After the... could Tua not make the Super Bowl with this roster right now? If you swap Jalen Hurts to Tua, does he not make it? You're asking the right guy. 
What about Daniel Jones? I don't know about Tua. I don't know. What do you mean you don't know about Tua? I don't know. We have the run game. The run game really. So much of the they could have Kirk Cousins. I think they still make. First, first of all, first of all, this first of all, this whole Jalen Hurts hasn't carried in the regular season is a terrible, a terrible narrative. He had nine games of three hundred plus total yards. He had fucking seven, eight games of three plus touchdowns. Like every game, he was out here and doing this shit. The run, the run game would be impacted tremendously because Miles Sanders is doing the things he's doing. Listen, credit to Miles Sanders for sure. He's a talented guy. The run game opens up because of Jalen Hurts. Simple, no doubt. But if you have a great quarterback uh-huh. and they're like a guy uh-huh. like Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins, they can still reach. So the like ironically, I I Hurts can be a great quarterback uh-huh. without being a franchise quarterback. And, and also, in the in the reaction, we you guys said I, I literally said I don't think Jalen Hurts will have a good game against the Niners. He didn't have a good game. He they dominated do because of circumstance. Because the quarterbacks went out. I mean, this was so disappointing for me. But what are you drawing? What are you drawing? Like, is there something to draw from this game? Yes. What is there? Hurts did not play well. Hurts Hurts didn't have a good game. But if you notice throughout the game, he was getting stagnant, stagnant, stagnant. But the defense kept making so many plays that we just kept getting the the ball. Best defense in the league. That's like the The Niners. The Eagles played the best best defense defense in the league. league. Do you not expect franchise guys to come play against the best defense? 31-7. They won because by of four scores. Was that because you, of Hurts? Are you no, serious? No, no but so that's the point. No, no but bro, why you don't need him to go out there and throw for three hundred yards? There's quarterbacks that win blowout games and go crazy. But you There's didn't need to. There are but he couldn't do it if he wanted like to. Jimmy Garoppolo, yes, he you're right. What are you he was playing like the shit, Niners, bro. Against the Niners, no. But this season, he's done it oh, all year. Yes, but when you play, when you're a franchise guy, you play against top talent. You have to come show out to play, no matter who you are. What are you talking about? Why are you giving him a pass? Because he's Jimmy G did the same thing he just did, and we did. Not call him a, we did not call him a franchise and guy. He, he Jimmy G was getting backpacked is by his team. Jalen Hurts in the playoffs. In the playoffs is getting backpacked by his team. And he lost and smoked in, in, in the Super Bowl. No, even in the fucking the Packers game last season, he didn't do shit and they lost. I'm about the Super Bowl run. Jimmy G was getting backpacked by his team. He, he went to the Super Bowl. Jalen Hurts is too. getting backpacked right now by his team in the Super Bowl. Is, is he not? So are you ready to call him not a franchise quarterback? Because the two no, games. Can you I answer the question? I never, never called him a franchise. Well, what's, what's the question? Sorry, what's the is, question? Is he not getting backpacked right now? In the Jaylen playoffs, Hurts? just in the playoffs, great, just in the playoffs, uh, in the playoffs, just in the playoffs. I'm not talking about the regular defense, Their defense has been far more impressive than their offense. It's been carrying. But I think if you have I, I that Giants game, we're gonna pretend like Jalen Hurts wasn't phenomenal. Phenomenal. It was all right. Come on, let's let's be real here. Such, such a discrepancy in talent. The Giants going to do shit all no, I, I could not agree more. I don't think he was phenomenal. Hey, hold on. Rare, what are they doing either? Rare, the, let me the ask you something. Not, not that good. I want all yeah, 200 I want, total yards, 67% completion percentage, three touchdowns against the Giants. They won 38 7. He was, what, he was good. Like, what What else? They're winning these games by 24 and 31 points. You're, and, and you're you, up and, with... Hold up, Rip. You're up with the lead. Right. You have the best rushing offense in the NFL. I agree. You have Jalen Hurts, who has a bad shoulder. Why are you going to put him in position to get more injured or put him in harm's way in any sense when you're up most of the game by multiple scores? What do you, you mean have by He threw a 50-yard bomb to A.J. Brown against the Giants. He tried the same... Week exa- 18, you're saying. He tried the same exact thing against... The Niners. It was against the Niners. That Week 18 game was close. They were went down to the wire in that game. What's, what's your point though? He this just he just threw a, he just threw a bomb in the playoffs last they were week. They were last leading. week. I'm not saying I'm not saying he can't. I'm just no, saying why put him in harm's way wait, wait, if you don't what, what, have to. What do you to? mean put him in harm's way? I'm wondering. He was throwing like, it running running him, throwing deep on him? third and six. No. I'm, I'm saying in any situation right now. Right now by throwing by throwing the ball. Right now he's right now he's hurt. Scramble outside. You get tackled for This is funny, right? Because you said you don't want to put him in harm's way, right? The Eagles were up 28-7 to seven in the second half. You want to look at this drive from the Eagles? Jalen Hurts scramble. 
Jalen Hurts scramble. Jalen Hurts scramble. Yes. Jalen Hurts scramble. And that's where oh, we got you don't want to put him in harm's way. There were 27 doing that. No, what are you talking about? Then, yeah, Why was, didn't he pass the ball? He Why didn't he pass the ball? He was getting he struggled against the whole time. He got cracked on one of those He was getting too. yards the whole time. Before that, Jalen Hurts was doing nothing on the ground. Let me he ask got you something. That, then he was his most efficient. He did his thing. How, what were the yards on those? Let me tell you. He was also doing nothing in the air. I think he had 11 for 38. You didn't have to, bro. CMC's the opposing quarterback. Bro, he has 120 passing yards, bro. He had 120. Passing we yards. Have a Joe Burrow does this, you're going insane. Oh Mahomes God. does we this, have, you're going insane. Have, Josh Allen does this, you're criticizing. You know but Jalen Hurts, oh, it's fine. So, so he played guys, a fucking great won. game. Why are we overvaluating? So if he doesn't ever, if he doesn't have to do anything throughout the whole playoffs, what makes him a franchise quarterback? Um, how about the other seven? Excuse me, not so by regular season standards. So by fifteen games that so, he was so, the MVP. So, so of the if you if you if you just, so schedule? by regular season standards, Kirk Cousins is a franchise cupcake quarterback. Cupcake Say one more time. By, weak. by regular season quarterback, standards, I'm not calling Kirk Cousins is a franchise quarterback, bro. I mean, he's been a franchise quarterback for Kirk Cousins is a franchise quarterback. That's what you're telling me, Riv. By regular season standards, wait, hold up, Riv. He's been that. Riv, you bring up a great point because you asked if he's been getting carried in the playoffs. What makes him franchise quarterback? Right. You're saying the regular season, his stats. Brock Purdy finished the year statistically the best quarterback in the league, passer rating-wise. Is he a franchise guy? I mean, this was his rookie season. Why not, though? It's his rookie season. He's playing as well. Why not? Why, why is he not why a franchise you say guy? the same thing about Tua? What do you mean? Yeah, why didn't you, you say the same Tua, thing? Tua, Tua was statistically, statistically one of the best quarterbacks in the league the first two months. I never called Tua a franchise guy. What are we talking about here? Then why are you, asking, why are you telling Drew to call Brock Purdy no, a franchise guy? No, I'm asking guy. him because he said... What makes Jalen Hurts a franchise guy is what he did in a regular season. So what's the difference between him and Brock Purdy if they the played at a similar level? He threw 16 passing touchdowns last year, bro. Okay, how about the he rushing? Was, he was okay last year. How about year. the rushing? How he about him? Do you know, Jalen, do you know Jalen Hurts has the most rushing touchdowns by a quarterback ever, regular season and postseason combined? That's incredible. What do you do in the playoffs? We're talking about this year. You, I'm talking you, this you year. Jalen Hurts has played in three playoff games. Th- the fact that they made that you Wait, guys you made about the playoffs last year. This year, la- I I simply said last year you guys made the playoffs. Oh, okay, okay, yes. To make the playoffs with you, the roster you guys had, which okay, let's be honest, the it was roster okay. was great last year. bro. The defense was very good. But the offense was not that good. They, they had a top five offensive line. And but the rush offense didn't have weapons. Dallas Goddard, Devontae Smith, those are two Deva- really Smith. great players. He was a rookie. Smitty, 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 okay, so, like so Garrett Wilson's not great because he's a rookie. That's different. Devontae Smith was great last year. It wasn't an elite court. What are you talking about? AJ Brown took us over the top. Yeah, it took you over the top. Let's not act like the Eagles were mid and Jalen Hurts carried last year. The Eagles were great. They were great last year. Jalen Rieger was starting for them. Uh, please don't he, remind he me. He was. Yeah, he was starting for them last year. Of that. Let's not. Let's starting. Not, Quez, yes. was, Quez was starting <laughs> too last year. Que- yes. Quez and Jalen Rieger were on the field a ton last year. No, Quez, Quez is good. their wide receiver three this year. He was Quez, last year. starting this Quez year. Is, well, Quez is a burner. He's, he, He's yeah, a burner. Quez is a solid wide receiver three. He's like Osborne. He was a two last year though. I know that you don't, we probably don't want Quez as your wide receiver. Yes, two, but I'm yeah. saying Dallas Goddard, Goddard and Devontae Smith are two great players, bro. Not last year, and the offensive Devontae line was a top five year. offensive line. Why this, this offense also took it to another level was the addition of AJ. AJ, of course, no doubt. But let's not act like this offense was mid last year. It wasn't mid, bro. Well, it, it had talent. Also on. It was, it was it's also in due. You have a top five offensive line, and then you yeah, have a great tight end and a great rushing attacks in the league because of that. Yes, but also because of the offensive line. The offensive line does a lot for that. We don't. We don't have to have this debate because we saw when they get a legit. Wide receiver one, what happens to this offense? It becomes one of the best units in the league. We don't so have now, to have this so debate. Hold up. So now, hold on. So now, I'm wondering. Jalen Hurts has played three playoff games. Was he good or bad against the Bucks? 
He was bad. He was Horrible. bad. Was he good or bad against the Giants? He was good. He was bad. Yeah, he was fine. He was well, he's fine. He was was fine. he good or bad against the 49ers? He was okay. He was fine. So he's had two fines and one bad. What makes him elite? I'm, I'm, well, first I'm of all, something. bro, like, I'm not, like, I get it. It was a playoff game, but last year against the Bucks, we all knew he didn't have a chance. They're going up against the best rush defense in the league. We all said that he is outmatched. None of us, I went back and watched the episode from last year, our, our make reaction. Sure. <laughs> make sure I'm not bugging. None of us picked them, and none of us even said they had a chance. We saw this was the worst matchup possible because of how great the Bucks' pat rush, rush defense was. Yes, because they forced so, Hurts to throw. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah, And he yes. improved dramatically from they last season. They forced Hurts to throw, and he was missing guys. He wasn't seeing the middle uh, field. And Jaylen, he, he, was, yes. he was horrible yes. in that yes. game. Yes. He was horrible. Yes. Let's not act like he gets a pass because no, he didn't he have was horrible. He was horrible you know, in that game. And he dramatically improved from last postseason to this season. To this postseason. Has he dramatically improved from last postseason to, to, to this postseason? To, to this regular season, this, yes. How about this postseason? The I regular season was in the playoffs. That was in the playoffs. Like, are you? Do you guys legit? Hold up. Do you guys legitimately think? Do you guys? Do you guys animated over two blowouts? You guys getting mad animated over two blowouts? What's your question? Do you guys legitimately think after the sample size in the regular season you saw from Jalen Hurts that he all of a sudden cannot perform in the playoffs? You think he gets the bright lights? He can't handle it. He's gonna fold. He's not a franchise guy. We never said that. No, you, you Riv at least is saying he is having reservations about him being a franchise guy. When I feel like a couple months ago we were seeing pretty eye to eye saying yes, he is. I've never, ever. or at least He's you never you being a pro no, like not. I was no, not expecting not. you after two <laughs> subpar Jalen Hurts games to come up here and say I'm having questions about him. You, uh, you really think so? Because I yeah. was very, very... I kept telling you... Maybe it's because he didn't have a, a bad game in the regular he, season, so he never had an opportunity to. I mean... So you're going to take I a kept, victory lap off two mid-performances? Oh, oh, oh. No, no nobody's taking, taking a victory, victory lap. lap. I know you're not. No, no but I'm saying you hold your, you've held your reservations all this time. I was very consistent as it... No, no, even though all season long, Jalen Hurts had been arguably okay, the MVP. So, okay, so look, look at this. Last regular season, he was okay. Playoffs, he was bad. He comes into this year, this regular season... He's a lead. He comes into the playoffs. He's still okay. Is there, is there, can he's we give the okay. context, though? Last year, they played the Bucks and they were terrible and got smoked. And this, this year, time, they're played, playing terrible opponents. He's still okay. Blowing them out, and he doesn't have to do anything, bro. Okay, so, so my question is, when are we going to decide when he's a franchise quarterback? Because if it's just off regular season, there's going to be a lot of guys that have the numbers. Wait, I, Riv, I, I want to ask you something. If before what the, makes a franchise? Hold on, before you ask, Dells, what's a franchise quarterback? And maybe that's where we're we're fucking up at. We don't have the same definition. What's the franchise quarterback? What's your definition? I mean, he thinks he's better than Aaron Rodgers. That's what he thinks. I don't. Okay, that's I don't, what he I thinks. Also, this year, right? He's, he's better than Aaron Rodgers. But I understand why. This year, he if, was if you want me to say who I'd rather, rather have going, going forward, I would okay. take Jalen Hurts. Yes, he's okay. fucking twenty-four years old. Yeah, that, that's why I said I the understand. youngest, the youngest quarterback to make it to a Super Bowl ever. He's better, that's why I said so I he's better than Lamar Jackson. He's for, better this year, right? Okay, I understand. No, ever. That's where we're going. It's a year by I'm almost one hundred percent positive. Riv, Riv, I want to ask you this. I saw that that post, but I want to ask you this: If before the playoffs, I told you, yeah, the Eagles. They won a divisional game and they won an NFC championship. And Jalen Hurts threw for under 200 yards in each game. What would you say? I'd be shocked. You'd be like, I'm expecting, more. I'm expecting more. Yeah. I'm expecting more. So I'm just mad. I'm just mad that the fact that last year, Joe Burrow's playoff run got so critiqued and so, so critiqued. Joe Burrow's playoff run got so critiqued that each step of the way. It did. But for Jalen Hurts, oh, yeah. Oh, Joe Burrow, for Jalen Hurts, for Jalen Hurts, oh, you don't have that same energy. Keep and that Joel, same energy. At, at Keep the that end, same energy. At the end of the year, after the point. Super Bowl, Keep I said Joe energy. Burrow is a franchise quarterback top 10 guy. After the Super Bowl, I said that. You didn't say he was he better than Stafford, though. 
What? Okay, yeah, because he lost the you Stafford. Have, you, the had Super a, you had him at 10 in your quarterback. I had him at 9. You, oh, sorry. I, I missed you by 1. Oh, God. It was clear he was an elite quarterback. Oh, God. I had him at, I had him at 9 and not 5 like you. It was clear he was an elite quarterback. But you nitpicked Joe Burrow's run so much, yet when I... Speak the truth about Hurts. He's been okay in the playoffs. Also, I'm hating. There's, but, what, but what's like the you said, you got to give context. What's the difference? There's a difference because all those Joe Burrow games were close, and they needed Joe Burrow, and he did his thing. Listen, what a garbage offensive line, and you and yes. you and you even try to say the offensive line was good and let average. Him go, let him go. Let him go. I, he I, no, because I, rem- I, rem- I remember. This is his issue. I, I remember. Let me talk. Bro, because I remember. because I remember him really trying to say the Bengals' offensive line was good. He was really trying to make the argument. Anybody with eyes knows they were horrible. Yeah, you you. You discredited Joe Burrow at every step, but Jalen Hurts, I'm hating because I'm saying he wasn't good by having 121 passing yards. All right. What's up, Bill? Am I, am I going to be able to get two cents before you cut you me off? Go. You okay. can go. Okay. Sorry, sorry, Drew. I know I'm sure you have something to say, too. No, I mean, I, I my whole monologue, I mean, it's, it's gone. <laughs> it's, it's cooked. It's gone. It's gone. Joe, <laughs> Joe Burrow last year, yes, it got criticized by me included. After his run, I still came up here and said he's a top 10 franchise quarterback. This season, I said he is now top five. He is in that elite category. A couple weeks ago, I said he is number two. <laughs> All of this stuff is progressive. With these quarterbacks, have always been progressive with me. You love all of a sudden one game, two games, top five franchise quarterback. Da 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 da. When did like, I say that, I always, hmm? I always want to take things and contextualize and give it time to simmer and relax. Listen, Joe Burrow last postseason, he did not have the best run. I said the competition he faced was not great, and the numbers he put up was not fantastic. And those games were also close games where he had to throw the ball and had and was the reason this offense went down the field and won these games. And these situations. With Jalen Hurts, you win 38 to 7 against the Giants. You blow them out. From the first drive, it is not a context. It is never a game. This game is over in the second quarter. Remind you, Jalen Hurts coming off a shoulder injury, yep. right? You want him 100%. Now you have to play the Niners. You play the Niners the first drive. You go down. You score a touchdown. It was bullshit. Smain didn't catch it. I don't care. You score a touchdown. Yep. Brock Purdy gets hurt on the next drive. The first drive, Brock Purdy gets hurt. Now it's Josh Johnson. This whole game changes. Now you have a quarterback who came in in December. He doesn't know the system. He doesn't know it as well as Brock Purdy or Jimmy G or anyone else has been been in here. So if you're the Eagles, you're Nick Sirianni, you're the OC, whatever, you're going into this game saying, we just can't screw up. We don't have to go crazy. We need to chew the clock, run the ball. We're the best rush offense in the NFL. We have one of the better rushing quarterbacks in the NFL. So let's not go out here and play out of our mind and, and try to get Jalen Hurts these numbers and all of this. They know internally he's the guy. There's already been reports about an extension. They don't care about the outside noise and numbers. They do not care what we have to say. They know he's a franchise quarterback. They're trying to win this game and get to the Super Bowl. So you have two weeks off. You hope Jalen Hurts stays healthy. That's what happens. It's two blowout games. I'm not expecting Hurts to go out here and throw for 250 yards and three touchdowns. Would you expect a little bit more? Yes, absolutely. But these are two outlier situations that we don't see in the playoffs. We don't see 30-point wins. We don't see 24-point wins, especially against the best defense in the NFL. That's why I think we have to take a little bit of a chill pill and relax here, bro. Like, it's completely different than a normal playoff situation. Rev, Rev, I just... Please, 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 please. I know I've been talking a lot, and Come I do that on, a lot. You're very I emotional, just, Burrow. Got yeah, you heated yeah. up <laughs> because he said something that was very false that pissed me off. And I and I also want to ask you this, Rev. When it comes to the Eagles and Jalen Hurts, 
have we ever doubted that he should be the long-term answer at quarterback for the Eagles? Are we saying that? I've been done that like, like this, two years. This all started because Does it not sound like you're, you're saying no, no. That? If it did, I, we, I bro, apologize. This so all wait, what are we talking about here? I'm sorry, bro. bro this all started it's, because it's franchise Rev, quarterback and long term not synonymous. No, it doesn't have to be. I'm, I'm mind blown. Have then I'm really. No, what's the doesn't? difference? You guys in semantics, give me a <laughs> you fucking franchise. Have, you can have a, you can have a quarterback that quarterback? you don't want to move off from. Doesn't mean he's an elite goal guy. Teams do that all the time. What are we talking about? What are we talking about here? Derek Carr is he an elite guy? No, the Ravens had him so, for eight so years. So only elite players are franchise guys. Yes, really. So there's so, so there's only five franchise quarterbacks. I would give seven, eight, seven. Yeah, there's more more than that. Yeah. I'm asking you a, a question. So are there's okay? Again, you want me to leave the old guys okay. off? Patrick Mahomes, yes. Josh Allen, yes. Joe Burrow, yes. Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, Aaron Rodgers. I don't care about the age. Tom Brady also. Lawrence. And Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Also, that's eight. Those are the only guys I'm really willing to say are franchise quarterbacks. The other ones are bubble guys, like the Collars, like the Dak Prescott, like Kirk, like Derek Carr. And I understand that that's fine, but we're also going into, like, he was a bubble guy coming into, the, I don't know if you thought he was a bubble guy coming in there. You just called him a bridge quarterback, so I'm not worried about that. He, he was, was definitely a bubble. He was 16, 17-ring quarterback. Yeah, he was a bubble coming, a bubble year, coming yeah. in. And this year, he goes in the regular season. He has an MVP-type season. Now he leads you to the Super Bowl. He leads you? See, this, he, this, he, okay, sorry, he doesn't lead you. You were in the Super Bowl with him at quarterback. He didn't lead them. A Joe lot. Burrow led the Bengals to the Super Bowl. And he he led the Bengals. He, he had two game-winning drives in the playoffs. Jalen Hurts did not lead nothing. He didn't lead nothing in the playoffs. <laughs> Let's stop acting like Jalen Hurts left something. Riff, I want to ask you something. I really want to ask you something. Because all we bro, said— Bro, all, bro did all, all that to lose in the Super Bowl. That you, must suck. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, who cares? He was under the worst offensive line in football. I just want to ask you something, Riff, because— all you wanted was for Dells to give a little bit of criticism to Jalen Hurts. That's all you wanted. That's all you freaking wanted. For you to say that I prop guys after a game or two, yeah, Riv, Drew, all season, have you guys not been mad at me because I refuse to do it with Tua. I refuse to do it with Hurts. I refuse to do it with Daniel Jones. I don't prop up uh, guys like that fast. Daniel definitely Tua. Definitely Tua. Definitely Tua. I never said you Daniel Jones was a franchise guy. I never said he was a franchise guy. I'm not guy. saying you did. I only you prop up guys that, that I feel like are recent. deserving. Trevor Lawrence turned around the Jaguars with the Doug, with Doug Peterson. He's a franchise guy. Joe Burrow That's has obvious. been to two straight AFC Championship games. He's turned around yeah. the Bengals franchise. He, he has more. He has more playoff wins of any quarterback in Bengals history. He's a franchise guy. Jalen Hurts did nothing so far in the playoffs. Relax. Relax. I have a question. What are we I'll getting be honest, so I didn't think this topic was going to be this. I thought it was no. uh, the Eagles. Wait, I, I thought yeah. this was going to be bullshit because the 49ers quarterback gets hurt. It's, it's 31-7. There's no, nobody got to throw the ball for the what Niners, What are we fucking bro? evaluating? It nobody was a fucking could throw the smoking. ball for them. You're making valid. Listen, Joel, I'm not going to say you're not you're not sitting here and, and making a lot of valid statements. I'm sitting here and I'm, I feel you. You're, you're getting very hot. Over something that should not be this fucking I'm, crazy. I'm just annoyed because throughout the entire season, I have been labeled as this Hurts hater when I have been speaking facts. Ha, okay. I have been no, speaking facts. Now let's relax. No, no, no. Pumping. The, these last two games, sure. These last two games, sure. How many games out of the 15 over games? Blowouts? How he many had, games out of the 14 games he won't? He, he had, had a carry. He had nine on, games bro. of three plus touchdowns. He had nine games where he accounted for 21 or more points. Can you tell me the name of those teams? I want to know if it's pretty it, impressive. It's fucking more than Come half on. the season, bro. They had against one, the Packers. They had one of the, the softest against schedules the Packers, right? So did the against Niners. The Packers, he had 150 passing yards. So did the Niners, yards. bro. His legs. He had 150 passing yards. Excuse me, 150 rushing against the Packers. The next week, he put up 350 passing yards. 
Listen. You guys consider Kirk Cousins a franchise quarterback? Uh, you guys are regular season merchants, so I'm asking you. Franchise quarterback? Probably not. I am Was just Philip saying. Was Philip Rivers a franchise quarterback? According to you, he should be, right? I, I, I think he wants to. If you put him in the perfect was. situation, he could obviously. That was, that was. It, it's just for me. Did Kirk Cousins play bad against the Giants? No, he, no, played he didn't. Great. He played, he was, I don't, I don't he think great. he played bad. He, he played a better he game against them than Jalen Hurts has played all playoffs. Kirk Cousins had a great year that's, this that's, year. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm trying to figure out because. He's not a franchise guy. Hurts, is, Hurts, you guys are deeming franchise guy. I love Kirk Cousins. He's not a franchise guy. But Hurts is also doing this basically his second full year starting. I mean, Kirk still did it, though. He's still done it. Oh, yeah, Her- Kirk has the numbers. 13, 14 wins. He Listen, Kirk is someone that if you put him on the fucking Rams team from last year, yeah, he can make a Super Bowl, but he needs to have an elite defense. He needs to have peace on offense, a good coach. Like, he's not going to limit you at all if you have the right team around him. But if you have a bad defense, he could lose to the Giants. Dallas, this is my question. This is the last thing. I just want clarity on this. Okay. I keep bringing it back to last year because I got so much shit for Joe Burrow. Listen, that's the one thing you're sitting here and And I feel you. But this is the thing. This is is the thing, Drew. This is what I want to get clarity on. Last year, you nitpicked Joe Burrow to death. I did. When I told you what it was and I said, listen, this is unfair. You did everything in the book to be like, no, offensive line is actually good. All this other stuff. I don't know if he ever said it was good. Yet yet with with me, with Jalen Hurts, I'm this... So-called hater when he's done less than Joe Burrow. Well, it's the difference because yeah, well, I, I called Joe Burrow a franchise quarterback after the Super Bowl. I called him a top ten quarterback after the Super Bowl. You still were nitpicking my, him to death. You I, said it was. Gonna, was. You said they were going to be a fluke. You I, said they were going to be a fluke. I didn't, I didn't, that, okay, that's make it back to the okay, Super Bowl. So. That's what I'm. Well, they went to the AFC <laughs> I'm Championship. Joking, I'm joking. All I'm just saying <laughs> is that <laughs> what's the really what's the difference? <laughs> <laughs> what's the difference between me having a problem with you about what you said about Joe Burrow and you with me about Hurts? Because I came around on Joe Burrow and said he's a franchise top 10 quarterback. Is it not true that Burrow had to overcome more than Hurts? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, this Eagles team is better than, than what, this. Wait, uh, well, what do you mean by that? The offensive line was. No, the, oh, you mean just solely, on, okay, just solely on the field? Because I was going to say the obstacles that Jalen Hurts had yeah, to go I mean, over Jaylen to get look, this, and this That's is, why I was wondering. And, yes, and this is sure. a thing that I just, I just don't like when people say this in the comments. The same thing with Brock Purdy. I love the story. I love Jalen Hurts' journey to the NFL. I think he's tough as hell. I think he's one of the best leaders in football. But I have just been cautious about how much credit goes to him this season. That's it. But let me ask you, is it not deserved the credit that he had in the regular season? That's a question. Yes. Okay. Yes. So are you sitting here and, and a lot of your confidence in what you're saying right now, not that it's not deserved in, in your opinion, you're allowed to say however you feel. I'm fine with that. But are you basing a lot of your confidence on your statement off two games that they've blown out these other teams. Incorrect. Because in the regular season, Jalen Hurts was all world. We can sit here and all say that. If you say otherwise, I, we're not watching the same game. Do I? Do we? Did we not sit here and say this defense is phenomenal? Do we not sit here and say that this offensive line is one of the best, if not the best, in the league? Do we not sit here and say he's surrounded with great weapons? But what you have to do is still execute, and he's still done that. Why I'm not. I'm not raising my voice. I'm not really interjecting myself into this conversation fully is because this was a blowout win against a fourth string quarterback. There is nothing to really take away in my in my opinion because you're facing against Josh Johnson, who was just acquired in December, and then he goes out and then CMC is getting some reps, and then Brock Purdy, who we didn't even get a chance to shed light on, and on for his unfortunate situation of we his will. torn UCL. 
He comes back to the game and he can't even throw the football. What is there really to take away from this game when at halftime it's 21-7 and you should go into cruise control? The take for that one. Is, that's the only reason one, why I'm not trying to raise my voice. My, my, my analysis on Hurts is not off these two games. In the regular season, and I'm going to compare Tua to him right now. In the regular season, there were not defenses that I looked at that can stop the Eagles' offense. It's just too dominant. You have five That's pro unfair. You, you have five on, pro dude. bowlers on the offensive line. It's a dominant offense. There that- was a stretch in Tua's schedule, in Miami's schedule, where you said, you know, these teams are going to cause them some trouble. For sure. Right? And in that stretch, he didn't play so great. He wasn't amazing like he was early in that stretch. That, that moment did not come for Jalen Hurts. It did not come for him. And there were moments in those games of dominance where I said, ah, oh, there are some things that can come back that I'm not a fan of, but it's getting mashed because of how great this roster is. And when you talk, the takeaway I have from this game, for one, it wasn't this ass kicking from this Eagles offense no. that people are trying to make it out to seem like just because they hung up 31 points on them. I'm with you. And also, I didn't think Jalen Hurts was very good. I thought he was average. He missed some throws. He the, he's he's one of the worst quarterbacks this year against zone coverage and against the Niners. It showed, and it's unfortunate that Brock Purdy um had a torn UCL. Is that is that how you say it? Torn UCL. U, UCL and Josh Johnson was there because this was supposed to be a, a battle between two heavyweights. Instead, we got the opposite, and there was no significant takeaway from this. But from this game, Hurts did struggle. But we're here raising our voices off a game that we... I'm sorry, he had seven games of three-plus, not nine. He had eight 300-plus yards games. The one thing that I could understand you getting animated about about was the Burrow criticism. If I'm Joel, I'm I'm taking a victory lap on that one, too. Yeah, I would, too. Because you were were definitely critical of Burrow. I I wasn't sitting here and saying that this guy, this is one of the all-time great runs, but you had to respect the Bengals. So I understand where he's coming from. What I just don't like is that Everything I'm saying about Hurts all season long has been labeled as me hating. I, but I still feel that way. It's because the regular okay. season you, he put up can, stupid you, numbers. You like can feel that's why because the regular season he was borderline perfect. You can feel that I'm hating all you want, but last year when we argued Burrow, I never called you guys a hater once. No, nope. I just argued you guys with facts. Uh, I I don't know if you didn't call. Well, listen, you probably called me I, a hater. You probably. You, I mean, I deserved, you deservedly. We I'm got into animated no, arguments. Deservedly, I, when you said Stafford was better than Burrow, I didn't say you were hating. Well, I was there's just also, like, the there's also a difference just because of who the quarterbacks are. Joe is the number one overall pick. He's expected to be this franchise guy. Jalen Hurts' is second round pick coming Zach in here. It's second, different. I, he was expected to be a franchise guy. But to say, you, you that, that's why it's yeah, just on. different, though, because you have like, bro, why did you just do that to your own guy? Own guy. I, I'm just saying that it doesn't, just it's because you were number one, bus. doesn't mean you are going to be that. Joe Burrow Torres ACL was under a bad offensive line, all that hoopla. I don't want to get into it. He faced more adversity. And you were way more reserved to prop him up yeah. than you are with Hurts right now. How many and years do you have to play on a team to be considered a franchise guy? How many years? There's like no time. Was Tony wishes. Romo a franchise quarterback? The answer was yes. He was a choker. Okay, and he was, and he still is a franchise quarterback. He was a Cowboys quarterback. I don't know if he was ever the truly elite of the elite. <laughs> He that, was never Philip Rivers. Again, to me, it just sounds like we have different definitions. No, but I understand that. But I'm wondering, because there are quarterbacks that really aren't these. There's definitely quarterbacks that have not been Mahomes, not been Allen, not been Burrow, not been Herbert, and have been a quarterback of a team for years. So what? how many years does it, be, does it take to be considered a franchise quarterback? 
because there have been quarterbacks that play a laundry list of season. Alex Smith, he definitely wasn't this game changing quarterback. He's not judging, he by played how long, long. He's not judging franchise quarterback by how long. Look, because there are guys. Look, so here's the answer. There's no there's no fixed thing. You can have your franchise guys. I can have mine. You can you can have whoever you want as your franchise I'm just, quarterback. I'm, I'm just curious. I'm. J- it's based but off that's what why I it's see called personally. elite, great, good, a- above average, average, mid, bad. Like that's really how you should start to tier it. Franchise quarterbacks. There are some good to great quarterbacks that play a long time with a franchise and they never reach elite status. Okay, this is a better definition. A franchise quarterback to me is a quarterback that can get paid an exorbitant amount of money and still perform at a high level despite despite easily spottable roster deficiencies. Mahomes lost Tyreek Hill, still led them on ranked undoubted, offense. Undoubted. Josh Allen's carrying the Bills offense right now. Lamar Jackson has been carrying the Ravens offense. He has, Justin Herbert carrying the Chargers. Joe Burrow, no offensive line, still led a team to the Super Bowl. So it's quarterbacks that can overcome adversity and and we just have not where. seen that from Jalen Hurts. Do we, do we Hurts not yet? look but, at franchise quarterback as a franchise player in the NBA? But get is you, it not the same. But thing? also get you where because we have a such a long list of once like, you pay the quarterback here? and he takes up so much That's of your cap room, right? you cannot wow. get well, to the Super Bowl. Is a player that cha- the, so if, if Josh Allen does this and he's just a second round exit every year, he's not a franchise player. No, that's elite and superstars. That's where superstar is your franchise player. Is it not always? Not always. I was a superstar. That's your franchise player. You yeah, all right? They are. They are correct. What you're saying is so fair. Then, what are we doing? Superstars are franchise players, but there are non-superstars that are still franchise guys. Like was Kyle Lowry a? Was it Kyle Lowry ever a superstar? No, no. But was he a franchise guy for Toronto? Good point. That's all I'm saying. Good point. That's, that's good all point. I'm that's saying. Well, because that's why they, we get really fixated on on franchise quarterback. And again, I never criticize anyone for their way of thinking. It's just that what I take issue with is because there are there are guys that are simply not on that elite tier that mm. will never reach that elite tier. The future Hall of Famers of the league mm. that they still play a laundry list of season with teams. That's it. That's really why I oh, I really just have difficulty that that's that's the criticism. So, They're not a franchise guy. That is so that term has been just used to, not to make how Lowry is a franchise guy though. I'm, I'm 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 he meant a lot to the organization. He did. But DeMar that, DeRozan was the franchise franchi- guy for being on. That's still a. Really, Kyle Lowry then was the steady point guard. Why did he go and not Kyle Lowry? Because he was more valuable. Why was Kyle Lowry on the Kawhi championship team? Lowry. I don't disagree. No, absolutely. <laughs> they had to get DeRozan. Absolutely. They trade the franchise guy but, for the franchise guy. No, you trade a, a better player, a star player, the franchise to guy. get. And, and let's not pretend like Kyle Lowry wasn't an all star. Let's not talk about like enough. he's a scrub. Absolutely not. I think no, I think Kyle Lowry was, was a cornerstone. Yeah, yeah. But he was not the friend. There we go. More words. The, the semantics. This <laughs> is why. Like, listen, Dell, Dell's made a great point about quarterback pay. Okay, Aaron Rodgers has been getting paid as one of the top quarterbacks, and he's had NFC Championship appearances while being paid. Russell Wilson was carrying a Seahawks roster when he was getting paid big time money. So there are times like just because you don't win a Super Bowl does not mean to me you're not a franchise guy. I agree. It's just you can do more with less. Yes, and I agree. For, for me, I don't know. What Jalen Hurts can do with less? Well, we don't yet. know. So maybe we don't that's know. That's why we're just saying not he's not enough. elite to great yet. We just don't know because they have a, the best roster in football, and like you could say this cupcake schedule and all this, but like the the Eagles' offense is so fucking good 
that the only defense realistically we would talk about being even is the Niners. And they didn't play them in the regular season. So there's really no other defense we would look at and say, that's that's a fair matchup. You know what? Their offense matches up with their defense. The Eagles were so dominant, they were dominating the entire league. So the 49ers were really the only one we could even show like a respect to in a sense to say these are the this is really the only team that could stop the Eagles. Yeah, but I, I just don't like how you're saying that they were playing conservative when Jalen Hurts were literally was literally out there missing throws. He threw the ball 25 times, and he missed a lot of those throws, bro. He, like there was, was 21 some, to he was missing. It was some ducks, riff, bro. Like riff, some bad throws. Riff, going like, let's not the, act like he was playing was, good. The Even AJ though the Brown were, overthrow was bad, was playing, that, I don't remember bad. really any. It was awful playing conservative, throws. but he wasn't. Ah, he wasn't playing his best, bro. He wasn't. AJ, that was a hold. It was timing got thrown off. He wasn't playing his best. I get what you mean, though. They were being conservative because he's hurt, but he he wasn't playing his best. He wasn't, but like, didn't really, didn't really. So, have to so do listen, much. I'm going. I'm at the game log, right? Jalen Hurts' first three weeks were Detroit, Minnesota, Washington. I, I think we don't really yeah, need to look the, at those uh, stats. Yeah, right? newsflash: the NFC sucks. Okay, like, I, I he understand faced, this. He faced Jacksonville week four. He had 204 passing yards, 16 attempts for 38 yards, rushing the ball. He was all right in that game. He faced the Cowboys two weeks later, 155 passing yards, 27 yards rushing. Was he wasn't phenomenal rushed, yeah. in that game either. Then you face Pittsburgh, Houston. Those aren't great defenses. You lose to Washington, 175 yards. He oh. wasn't very good in that game either. Uh, the game against Washington definitely did go in their favor a little yeah. bit. He too. had he AJ had Brown. He had, a, he, had a, he had a drop the, to oh, Quest Washington. Goddard fumble. The yeah, Quest fumble. That was a bad. That was a bad game. Just yes, but unlucky. So I'm just using say. context. That's I know. It. I know. But that, that's the thing, though. Like, what's the difference? Between me being like, oh, stop hating on Quest Watkins. Oh, versus stop hating on Jalen Hurts stop, when stop, he when Joel. he doesn't do what he's supposed Joel, to do. Simple, but when receivers so don't, different. so that's a, th- I just don't get it. How when he wins, oh yeah, Jalen Hurts so elite, he's the guy. Oh my God, when they lose, oh man, these receivers suck. Oh, the offensive line didn't block very well. Like there has to be a middle ground, and all that's, I've been trying to do is find reach. the middle ground versus Indy. They won. He had 190 yards passing. He wasn't good throwing throwing on the air. But he was clutch. Yeah, he was clutch. Yep, I'm with you, though. I'm we with disagreed you. on that moment a- as well. Average game, but a great finish. Versus Green Bay, 153 yards passing, but he had 157 yards rushing. You know, So all around a great game. Then you face Tennessee, not a good defense. The Giants, not a good defense. Tennessee has a good rush defense, though. Chicago, yeah, but. Mm-hmm. I know what you mean. I'm just saying. Secondary is the worst. Chicago, not a good defense. Giants, not a good defense. Like, against actual formidable defenses, he was all right. He was good. He wasn't elite, though, top tier. And he wasn't throwing 300 yards on these elite this defenses. This 49ers game, he had 25. It was 15 for 25. He had four throwaways and two drops. And so a lot of was, screens. So he was 15 for 19. He had a lot of screens, though. Yeah, welcome to the Eagles offense. Yeah. You got to mask him. I know. You got to mask yes. Jalen Hurts. I ain't saying all that. It's one of the best That's why they run screens so much. Stop, Joel. <laughs> why do you have to just keep pushing? All I'm saying is that... I'm getting labeled this Hurts hater. Well, shit like but that, what? Yeah. What? Ha- <laughs> like, come on! Like, I'm right, just keeping it 100. You can be low on, on, on Hurts, right? But you haven't been disrespectful on his name. Yeah, he's been great. He, he's he's You're mentioning throwaways. I'm mentioning easy completions. Is that not one in the same? But that's their, their that's their offense. But bro. what? When he's asked to actually make big boy throws. He was missing against the uh, Niners. Yeah, against the Niners, yeah. Against the Niners. Against the Niners. Okay. He did the he, entire he, regular he's season. He's one of the worst quarterbacks against zone, bro, in the league. You're going to run with that. I mean, go for it, bro. Like, that doesn't really move me. All right. So what happens if he loses? He's had a great If he loses to the Super Bowl, like, yeah, man, probably trade him. I don't know. I mean, as long as he doesn't play bad, I don't think nobody's going to really give fuck, you know? All right, let's talk about the defense and the team that he's going to play next week, right? 
Maybe. Let's talk about the Bengals and Chiefs. Here we go. One hour topic, animated. You a lot of you yelling. Off, just off, so off, a, off a game that was over so in the first quarter. Off a game that was over in the first quarter, an hour segment. Let's do it. This is Jalen Hurts. We know it's a controversial topic. Bengals at Chiefs recap. The Chiefs beat the Bengals 23 to 20. And I'll start with you, Drew. Okay. Because cool. Patrick Mahomes won three yeah. wide receivers out. Savage. Bad ankle. Legacy yeah. game. Joe Burrow lost that game? <laughs> Damn. Uh, oh, yeah. Keep, keep hand on Burrow. Keep <laughs> hand on Burrow. I'm sorry. Keep you're hand on you're both your guys. I'm not going to let you praise Mahomes, bro. Fuck that. Nah, hey, nah, hey, nah, nah, nah. He's got yeah, a point. Head is Joe Burrow on Mahomes. You don't just get praise from Mahomes. I'm a shit on Burrow, too. You're throwing straights at Jalen Hurts. I can't throw straights at Burrow. Joe Burrow. Stop it. He will never Stop be it. Joe Burrow. Stop Jalen it. He'll never be Joe Burrow. Oh. They're the same as Super Bowl appearances. Way better. Ooh, same as the top of championships. What about championship appearances? Wait, what? I mean, one. One to two. One has he won a national championship like Joe Burrow? What the hell? He has. Has. He, he did. As a he did. He did. He started the game. He started the game. He didn't win as a starter. They benched him. They benched him. The better quarterback. I'm just saying. Maybe they do the same for Gardner Mitchell next game. I don't know. He struggles. They're not putting Gardner. We still have a Gardner Mitchell. I'm just going to assume you want me to. So was this legacy game what you expected from Mahomes? What I expected from Mahomes, he exceeded it. He absolutely exceeded it. To play on one ankle the way that he did. To hit the throws that Mahomes did, to extend out of the pocket, again, on, on basically one leg. I can be a Mahomes hater all I want. I'm a Broncos fan. I will never like the Chiefs. I will never like Patrick Mahomes. Anything Kansas City, you won't see me support. But I would be irresponsible if I don't acknowledge that this is one of the best performances I've ever seen from a player in the history of the game. There was the question that I raised. You will have people... In, in conversation, thinking that Joe Burrow should be in the same conversation with Mahomes. I even said that I would not be one of those people, but if he lost this game, there will be people trying to throw Burrow in that conversation. There was the chatter, Burrowhead, that, that the Bengals own, own the Kansas City Chiefs. And up until yesterday, of course, that was kind of true, but there was a lot of motivation and a lot of story going behind it to, to really upset the Chiefs, and it, very, it was very visible. They definitely used this as fuel, and they performed at a very high level. Um, I'm sure everyone's going to ex- expect me to sit here and, and blame officiating. Bengals fans are irate. There are some some ones that I definitely understand where they're coming from. That roughing the kicker, and it's ironic, if you look at the highlights on NFL, you're not seeing that roughing the kicker as one of the highlights. It did not pop up. Very, very interesting to me. But I will say that that was the one penalty that I look at and think, I am not a huge fan of that. The 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 lineman, the offensive lineman, is kind of dragging the Bengals player to the punter, and then he does go into the punter. It's kind of too fifty fifty for me to then give them a fifteen yard penalty first down, keep that that drive alive. I'm I, that's the only one that I really look at and think that definitely shouldn't have been the call. And I say only one, but again, the play that Mahomes goes, and you have to praise Mahomes here on one leg for the game winning play to scramble outside the pocket on third and four to get the first down and then some. It should have been called back or at minimum offsetting penalties where the, the, the offensive tackle is holding the lineman. That, he, it was very clear and obvious that he was holding him, but Mahomes was launched out of bounds. It should have been offsetting penalties. It should have been at least another play that you forced Mahomes to do something there. Officiating wasn't the best, no way, no how. But it goes both ways. You can still make plays happen. The Bengals had a chance to do something that drive before and simply didn't. I had a feeling that last drive, it's Mahomes. He's just been one of the most clutch quarterbacks this game has seen in a long time. 
And he was You're coping. He was Mahomes. I'm <laughs> You're I am. coping. No, you should have seen me on the way home from from, uh, from yeah. the function. I was distraught. He was. He because was. I knew what I was gonna have to do today. I was gonna have to come up here and tell the truth. Oh. What what he did was phenomenal. The throws he was hitting, the ones to Over MVS. No, he did. He, I wasn't he, doubting. No way, but I wanted to not see it happen. Okay. Uh, okay. Again, well, you, you, I, I'm, I'm done. A, I'm, I'm a, oh, my fault. <laughs> no, just go ahead. Oh. That's fine. <laughs> I called the wrong guy, MJ. Um, did. You know, did. I, I called the wrong guy, MJ. This guy, Mahomes, is just... I know we call Burrow the second best, but there's a gap. It bothers me how much he grins when we talk about Mahomes, man. It yeah. really does. He's going to grin when we talk about Joe Burrow, Mahomes too. and me is like, I feel like a guy in a relationship and a great one. He's consistent. He does what he has to do. It makes me happy. After you're done, I want to talk about Joe Burrow, though. Yeah, no, th- there's a gap between Mahomes and just the rest of the quarterbacks in the league. I mean, Joe Burrow's second, <laughs> but the gap between Mahomes and the rest, he's pretty much made that very clear. He is the MJ of this generation. What The things he can do, th- three wide outs out, bad ankle. I mean, he's... MVS was looking like a complete number one dog out there. He was making plays out the pocket, extending. And let's talk about Chris Jones, the plays he was making Savage. down the stretch. I mean, he just completely destroyed that offensive line, and he was doing his work. He's been, Hard to believe that that was the first time he's gotten was, a sack in the playoffs. Actually, I saw that shit. That was actually that very, very weird. That is crazy. Very, very weird, because he's been on the team yeah, for a minute. He the worst offensive line to do it against, so credit to him. Hey, hey don't hate. Uh, Chris Jones was amazing. MVS stepped up. somehow. Kelsey was good, but Mahomes, the story is just Mahomes, man. He, you know, you got to give credit to the Bengals. I mean, Burrow made some mistakes here and there, but for the most part, he was good. You know, he was solid. Just Mahomes, man. He can do shit that not many quarterbacks in the NFL can do. Please stop grinning. Please stop grinning. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Like, but uh, shout out to the Chiefs. I mean, that offense came to play. You, you, that game was scary. You saw sometimes maybe the Bengals could take over, especially when Mahomes had that fake-ass fumble, whatever. I don't know what it was. He just yeah. hiked it and the shit just went Slipped. in the air. And then he, you saw his ankle. He tried to get the ball. He just couldn't do it. But um, credit to Mahomes, credit to Chris Jones, and shout out to the Chiefs. All right. So, yes, like I was saying, absolutely credit to the Chiefs. Um, but what I do want to talk about when it comes to Joe Burrow is I want to say for the situation, I'm not going to say that Joe right. Burrow was amazing, but he definitely did not have a bad game. For, for having your offense, three of your offensive linemen to be out of this game, to face the constant pressure throughout the entirety of this game, just to, to perform the way that Joe Burrow did, it's still credit to him. However, that interception to T. Higgins, that was a bad throw. People are trying to say that T. Higgins should have went up for the ball. T. Higgins didn't even have a chance. The second time around, where the play, a couple plays before that, I want to say it was the last drive before that, he throws it into, double t- uh, into a, a double team on Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase is simply better than those two defenders, makes a great play on it. Solid ball for sure. Gave Jamar Chase a chance to, to catch the ball and make a play. But Jamar Chase bailed him out there on a double coverage. A, a very interesting decision. Then he tried to make that same decision again, but to the opposite side to a different receiver in T. Higgins. And T. Higgins had an amazing catch, oh, ironically, in double coverage also, but a great high point pass from, from Joe Burrow. But in this situation where he thinks that he has him beat, but the safety picks up T basically step for step from, from that on from then on. He forces it again into double coverage. The safety makes an excellent play that then gets intercepted. It was just two plays right there that not the best decision from a guy who all season long we've seen make great decision after great decision. And this is the one time that you can really highlight in Burrow's career, young career so far is decision-making cost him. That's, this is the one time you really could say so. And even with that being said, I will say that Joe Burrow still had a very solid performance given situation. He made some very high-level throws. There were moments where I didn't think that that they would the offense would, would get it together. 
Simple as that, though. One play, that's really all it takes with the Bengals. That Jamar Chase catch was brilliant. That high point pass to T. Higgins was a great catch by T. Higgins as well. But with an offensive line beat up the way that it was, it was very hard for, for the Bengals to, to really get anything consistently going. And for that fourth quarter to happen and them really to stall out offensively, I was shocked for them to put up no points. That's something Joe Burrow is going to have to to carry with him until next season. You know, this was the hardest game for me to predict because I love both these teams. I love both these quarterbacks. Now, now you can talk your shit. This and one I'm here th- for. This one, Listen, this was hard for me to predict. And I basically, if you heard my analysis on last show, I said that this is what I think it comes down to the two things. Number one was Chris Jones. And we saw him dominate this game from start to finish. He's just a game wrecker. And, and number two was a simplified answer. It's just I, I don't see Mahomes losing four straight times to the, to the Bengals. I just don't. And when we talk about Mahomes, out three wide receivers, you're on a bad ankle. For him to pull this game out was magical. It was majestic. Some of the throws he was making left my jaw on the floor. I just He makes some plays that I, I just can't believe. In, in the first half, 13 for 19, 165 yards, touchdown. He had a pass to Tony that I thought should have been a touchdown on the first drive, on the first offensive drive. They took it away. I thought it was a bang-bang play. I would have gave it to Tony. That was a perfect throw. But then the fourth and one play for him to escape, evade pressure, then hit Travis Kelsey in the end zone. Insane. It's things like that that I just am floored by when I watch him play. And the big thing with Mahomes in this matchup was him versus Luana Rumo in the second half. Luana Rumo is the best second-half defense coordinator in the NFL. He makes the best adjustments. And prior the prior three meetings, Joe Burrow has averaged three seconds, 3.3 and 3.3 seconds per attempt in the second half. And on Sunday, Mahomes averaged just 2.7 per attempt in the second half. He was holding on to the ball less. He was reading the coverage much quicker, and he was getting the ball out much quicker. And in the second half of the prior three meetings, he had a negative EPA. In this one, he had a positive EPA. And in the second half, you look at the third down, pat, third and five pass to MVS. You look at the MVS first down that he had extending to the marker when it would have been fourth down. He made MVS look like he's a future Hall of Famer. Uh, let's relax. MVS was, was him this game. He was, was him first this time game. all season. He was him this that's exactly, time ever. That's exactly what I'm saying. I had a couple games the Packers. Exactly Playoff what I'm saying. Game, AFC chip game. Come on. But MBS was getting open. He was making some great plays, man. I got to give a lot of credit to MBS. I am giving credit to MBS. Now, that, that dot. But yeah. uh, in the t- that wasn't MVS, that was Mahomes. That dot in the uh, oh that touchdown. dot yeah no yeah, that was Mahomes. No doubt. That was, that Mahomes, was Mahomes crazy. Is, I mean, but MVS was Stop doing it. what he, he was doing. I'm that, that I like TV MVS. Was crazy. I, I That's like one MVS. of those. If you're a Mahomes yeah, fan, a, you're absolutely like losing mind. If you're a Mahomes Screaming. hater, hand yeah. in the head. Yeah, like, like, I can't believe what I do. You a hater? You like fuck. That is the best. One of the best I've ever seen. Best new ever. I feel like MVS stepped up big. He he was a very crucial part to what they were doing. I like him a lot. Yeah, I was actually high on the signing when it happened. Because he's a deep threat. Pacheco, broken <laughs> tackles, passing game, quick passing game. He does his thing, man. I, I love Pacheco. I called him back in week two. The future horse. Week the, yeah, I, or week four, one of those. But he was going to be the starter running back for them like this year. You know, Pacheco is that guy. And you mentioned the MVS play. On third and 10, the left guard gets beat by B.J. Hill. And Mahomes still steps up, throws a dot to MVS. And there were some throws that got away from Mahomes this game because of the bad ankle. It, it was obvious. The one to but the this, side to yeah. Sky Moore. Facts. But, but this game came down to three crucial plays, really, right? 
the Bengals punting on fourth down. Correct. Sky Moore having a huge return. Patrick Mahomes to scramble for a first. And then Joseph Osai getting that penalty, put them in perfect field position. Yep. And Harrison Butker, somebody who's been kind of struggling all year, for him to be perfect in the playoffs so far, he deserves a lot of credit. Correct. And I want Joseph Osai, he played amazing this game. And that one play is going to go down as like his down Blemish. moment. But mm-hmm. he was really good this game. And it was just a, a rookie mistake. Second year, but still a rookie mistake. And then Joe Burrow, man. This guy's guts and resilience. This impresses me, man. I'm sorry. Like, the offensive he line. Over, he overly impressed you? He did. The offensive line couldn't hold up for Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow yeah, averaged sure. 5.3 air yards per attempt and 2.2 seconds per attempt. Count to two, that's how much time Joe Burrow had. He was sacked four times in the first three drive drives. And the last sack he took in this game was on the last drive of their offensive possession. And that was uh, the Chris Jones sack. He had some bad plays. You look at the fourth offensive drive they had, the interception to Watson. I I thought that interception was because of him just being rattled in the pocket. He didn't have time. That that clock was ticking fast in his head. And he did underthrow T. Higgins. If you put a little bit more juice on the ball, that's probably a big-time play. Watson was sticky in coverage this game, though. He's been really good. And... Now, the offense just made adjustments throughout the game. They started using a running back and a tight end to chip and to help out in the blocking game. And that opened up the passing game in the second in, in the second quarter. They really got going. And I, I know you say, like, you know, Jamar Chase bailed Burrow out. You can look at it that way. You got to give your playmakers a chance. You know what I'm saying? I like I don't disagree. If I and Joe Burrow has said this before, like, you know, that Love like how, how we somehow. how we view Jamar Chase, uh-huh. that's how Burrow views Jamar Chase. Rightfully so. You gotta give him a chance. So and they were doubling T and Jamar all game. They were. So, you know, Joe Burrow, he's going to go down. He's going to fight with his guys, fourth and six. Big time throw to Jamar Chase leads to a Joe Mixon touchdown. That touchdown to T. Higgins, perfect ball placement. Amazing. Perfect catch by T. Higgins. And this is why, for me, Joe Burrow is great. Because he was pressured on 39% of his dropbacks. He didn't take another sack. He took three in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. He didn't take another one until the fourth quarter. And now it's because Chris Jones, when you just have one blocker on him, he's going to get passed like mm-hmm. that. There were plays where they were triple teaming him, and he was still getting by. This is the game he's been most pressured against the Chiefs of any of their matchups. And the Chiefs only blitz on 17% of their dropbacks. So they were able to double Jamar and T. Higgins. And on non-blitzes, they pressured... 40, 45% of the time, they had a pressure rate of 45%, which means every drop back, Joe Burrow's getting pressured. He has somebody in his face. And Sharpering, Adenogy, two offensive linemen combined for 16 quarterback pressures. Ten of those pressures came in two and a half seconds or less. Just didn't have a chance. And the Bengals now own two of the worst team pass protection grades in postseason since 2010. Number one and number five. They improved the offensive line, but it got hurt, unfortunately. I think the Bengals will be back in this position. They have the team. They have cap space. They have their core established. I think the Bengals are going to be a team that makes a big-time-esque move like a Von Miller to the Bills-esque, right? They're going to make a big-time move, and this team next year is going to be very dangerous. This was awesome, and I hope Mahomes wins the Super Bowl because I don't want to see the Eagles win. They've been talking about uh, possible Joe Burrow Oh, Joe Burrow extension too. He's gonna get a huge bag. T. Higgins is due for money soon too. So um, obviously have to be smart with the cap because those are both gonna be 
huge contracts, probably the biggest the for Chicago. Bengals have ever given T. out. T. Higgins. Got plenty of money, too. Um, these are what franchise quarterbacks do. It's what uh, they look like. My, I, didn't, I never really got a chance to give my definition. My definition is two things. Can you overcome and can you elevate? These guys could do both of that. I mean, you guys have talked at length what Patrick Mahomes has done, the ankle, the injuries, not even on offense, defense, too. They're playing with four rookie defensive backs going up against arguably the best passing attack in the NFL, Burrow, Chase, Higgins. Um, and part of the reason why the Bengals were able to protect better, at least in the second half, um, was they changed how they did things, right? They brought in Samaj P. Ryan. He played a lot in the second half. They were having a tight end, either Irwin or Hurst, blocking the backfield as well um, to try to make up for it. Because, yeah, the Chiefs' d- defensive line, was dominating, and that's kind of to an extent what we expected. We thought that would happen with the Bills. Didn't really happen. The Chiefs come in. They know what to do. Obviously, they're very familiar with this team. So, I mean, I just go back. They're the two best quarterbacks in football, man. Uh, I'm trying not to keep saying what you guys are saying, but it's hard when you have just the two best guys put on great performances. Mahomes was out of this world. Joe Burrow, not his best game. I know there's definitely some throws he wants back. That Jamar catch, like, uh, I jokingly say he's a Jamar merchant, but it goes both ways. That was a great ball. Jamar made a great catch. Same thing uh, with T. Higgins on the sideline for that touchdown where he was he made a great play, but it was also in the perfect position for him to catch the ball. And then Joe Burrow, I mean, you're going on the road, arguably the toughest place to play. Like, there was times where you could not hear the whistle. Like, that was a big issue on that third and nine play in the fourth quarter where the refs coming on the field blowing his whistle. Nobody can hear it. That's how loud this stadium was. You have calls that don't go your way, although I think they were valid penalties, but obviously there's penalties that could be called on the Chiefs on damn near any play that weren't called on them. You get you have one drive in the fourth quarter where after all that nonsense happened, you come back, you get sacked three times in a row, you lose on a game-winning field goal. So I know a lot of talk today has been about these penalties or even the missed penalties on the Kansas City Chiefs. But I think the Bengals, they had chances, right? After that 39 play that got canceled, they still stopped the Chiefs. They got the ball back, weren't able to get it done. They punted the ball back to the Chiefs after that. 50 seconds left on the clock. They gave it right to Sky Moore. No hang time. They did the, the defense, or excuse me, the, the punt protection team didn't get a chance to go down to the field to make a tackle. Sky Moore gets 20, 30 yards. They're one or two plays away from field goal range. Then obviously you have the backbreaking penalty at the end of the game, 15 yard penalty. Harrison Bucker from inside 50 is basically automatic. The Chiefs was a group effort, though. You could give credit to Mahomes, MVS. Like I mentioned, though, the fact that they were able to have four rookies on the defensive in the defensive backfield and still somewhat limited to only 20 points. The Chiefs, I know, you know, Burrow had 207 yards, and both T and Jamar Chase did their thing. Sky Moore, who really struggled throughout all of the regular season, had arguably the biggest play of the game with that punt return with less than a minute left. And then for the Bengals, it almost feels like these two years should be reversed. Last season felt like the year they should lose in the championship game, and this year they'd be back. This year you have Patrick Mahomes with a bum ankle, Kelsey with a bad back, injuries on the defense for the Chiefs, that is, and you still came up short on a game-winning field goal. So if I'm a Bengals fan, I'm almost looking in reverse. Like we came up short the first year, and we made it to the Super Bowl this year because that's kind of how it feels like. I always felt like they were a year too early last season. Um, and also not having Tyree kill, you know, but we, we know how great the Bengals are. We know how great uh, Joe Burrow is, and this team's going to be here. But really credit to the Chiefs organizationally. Like, it, it starts with Reed and Mahomes, but Brett Veach, the fact that he's able to put together this roster, be able to pay Mahomes this money, trade Tyree kill, bring in little pieces like MBS, Juju, who had a solid year, obviously still keep guys like Kelsey, get Pacheco in the seventh round, and really just mix and mass peach, mix and mass 
match pieces to really put this team together. And when you have those injuries and when you have things not go your way, you could have guys step up, which is what happened in this game. It really feels like for the first time, and maybe not a while, but a couple of years, that the Chiefs and Eagles feel like the two best teams in the league to me. This felt like these two have been the top two teams in my power rankings, I feel like, all season long. One in the AFC, one in the NFC. I feel like a lot of the times there's either two really great AFC teams or two great NFC teams or one loses in the playoffs or gets an injury. This feels like for the first time in a couple of years that these are, without a doubt, the two best teams in the league facing off in the Super Bowl. It's going to be fun. Now, you made a great point. The Chiefs drafted most of their offensive line. Trey Smith, Humphrey. um, Humph- Creed Humphreys, who's been amazing. And I'm forgetting somebody else that plays on the offensive the line. Niang? Niang was one of them, but, you know, well, they drafted two of them, and two of them has been one of the better players at their position. Then defensively, Trent McDuffie, Watson has been very good. Trent McDuffie made a big-time play. Huge deflection. But Joe on Burrow the on the sideline to T. Higgins, that was all Trent McDuffie. Snead left the game, but Snead is also good. And, and also, the one of Joe Burrow's near interceptions, that pass to Hayden Hurst, that was an amazing play by Burrow. He, he was rolling left, and he threw it, like, kind of off-platform. It was a dot. It just kind of bounced up in the air. Well, it was pass interference. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. But that was, an, that was an amazing play by him. But you're right. The Bengals this year were a better team than last year. There's no doubt. They were a better team this year, even with the offensive line dysfunction uh, that they had the later in the year. I guess a one year with experience. Yeah, Wiley? Just, it, no, no, not him. Okay. No, I'm sorry. No, not him. I was going to say no it, one they, else. They drafted Trey. Brown was a trade. Joe, yeah. Joe Tooney was a uh, free agent. Yeah, Creed true. Humphrey, Trey Smith. Andrew Wiley. Yeah, the the other one I was thinking about was Niang. But, yeah, two of them were draft and two of them were signings and one a trade. But um, I think they were better this year. Their offense was more consistent. Last year it was they were they relied on a quick passing game, but most of their offensive efficiency came from deep passes. Where this so. year they had that still, but they were able to really establish a great and consistent quick passing game. So I think the Bengals will be back in – this was wow! I, I, this was an amazing game, but I will say though, the fourth quarter did feel like the refs were favoring the Chiefs. They did, yeah, they did. Like a lot of those calls, I was on the couch watching it with my dad, and we were like, "What is that?" I like, thought, "What is I that?" I thought the calls were valid, but they they didn't call the rough in the passer on Joe Burrow. Then they do. It was people would have been pissed. Was they gave the Chiefs roughness. an extra down. That was and they got off the field. That that extra down because of the whistle was crazy. Yeah. You're but right. You, I mean, you see it. He tried to call the play dead. Yep. And like it didn't matter. Of, all, it didn't matter. And it didn't. All of the penalties, like, if they got screwed over and it was the reason they – what the only one you could say is the unnecessary roughness against Mahomes at the end of the game, which was an obvious call in my yeah, opinion. But I agree. All of them, to me, felt like pretty valid reasons. I know the intentional grounding maybe, but – The rough and the kicker I didn't love. Yeah, the rough and the kicker is definitely one you could look at. Yeah. Um, I guess I'm talking specifically about – They definitely didn't lose because of the refs, but there were moments in there where you're like, ah, you know – for sure. I wasn't complaining. I, I picked no. the Chiefs to win. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't complaining. For sure. I mean, they had opportunities to win this game, though. I can't. If the Bengals got any whistles, I'm sure Bengals fans aren't chatting the way that no, they're chatting. Because no, no. you literally scroll through TikTok, it's all Bengals And also, fans listen, all upset. these Bengals fans, the mayor, the team talking all this shit coming into the game, that's all bulletin board material for the Chiefs. Like, not that 100%. that has anything to do with the refs, per se, but, like, you came in talking hot. Huh, I get it. You're three and zero against Mahomes. Execute. You did it last year, but mm-hmm. you know, don't don't start complaining about the refs. Like you guys lost this game, Burrow threw two interceptions. You lost turnover battle. You couldn't run the ball. Like it's not the refs aren't the reason you lost this game. There's no doubt. I agree Steph with you. Steph has eighteen. I need eleven more, and I'm back in the win. Here we color. go. I could doubt that. I could doubt that. 
Now, I didn't mention this in the Eagles segment. I don't root for y'all to lose in those. Oh, we yeah, didn't nah. even talk about Lane Johnson versus Nick Bosa. Yeah. Yo, but that we did not talk about that. We should have. was on the special teams. Dude gets tossed into Nick Bosa yeah. right out of his knee. That was, yeah, that was a lot he, of wacky stuff happened to the Niners. Oh, dang. oh they got just, terrible injury luck. Just bad luck. Yeah. Terrible. And it feels like almost every year with them. But I, I look what at when you come to Lincoln, man. I, I look at the Eagles and Howie Roseman has built two Super Bowl caliber rosters in the last six years. Two different and coaches, two different quarterbacks. This past offseason, I looked at the Eagles. We all looked at the Eagles and we said they need a corner opposite of Darius Slay. They get James Bradbury. They need a defensive tackle. They get Jordan Davis. They need an edge rusher. They get Hassan Reddick. They need an elite wide receiver outside of Devontae Smith because he could very well become that still. They get A.J. Brown. Every single off-season off need the Eagles had was just check, 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 check. They needed a linebacker. They got Kaiser White from the Chargers. Howie Roseman has done an exceptional job in the fact that this team has the 10th overall pick in this upcoming draft because of the Saints. They are in the perfect position to keep adding on to this roster and make continuous runs. The yeah. GM. I mean, his consistency, the team that he's put together – Second to none right now. And it's a good mix and match of drafted guys, guys you traded for, guys you signed, no bad contracts. I mean, it's the picture-perfect way how to build a team. I know that everybody has this question after the Niners lost and Brock Purdy injured his elbow. Should the 49ers start Brock Purdy over Trey Lance? Now that the season's over, because I think everybody pretty much kind of had the same opinion that you know what, if Brock wins it all, how can you not? But the fact that he lost, there is now that room for questioning it. Mm -hmm. And right now on Mojo, Brock Purdy is $7. He was at $11 before game time. Him getting hurt dropped his price. And now the fact that his future is in a flux, it's also dropped his price to $7. And you look at Trey Lance, he's at $18. He's going up. He's up 4% because he might be the starter next year. Should they start Trey Lance or Brock or maybe bring in Tom Brady? We were having this conversation a little bit before, Joel, and I know I'm sorry. You're the 49ers, Trey Lance, dude. But how I see it is you just had a tremendous amount of success. I always mess up this word wherever on air. Success. Success with Brock Purdy. And, yes, I understand if you're a Niners fan, it hurts. You spent so much capital to move up to acquire that number three draft spot and take Trey Lance. But at this point in time, you realize you're successful with Brock Purdy. Is it out of the realm of possibility? Is it crazy for me to sit here and say I want to trade Trey Lance to maximize that value, to maximize the trade value that I can get with Trey Lance for what people think he could potentially be? And understandably so. I mean, he's definitely talented. He has a gifted arm. He has all the, the traits to be a very good quarterback in this league. But how I see it, if I'm the Niners, is yes, I did lose. However, I just had the quarterback that we've had the most success with statistically, at least, in Brock Purdy. Do I want to use this guy, a guy that we just drafted this past season, give us another couple more years of not having to pay a, a quarterback top dollar? Me, personally, if I'm the Niners, I see what Brock Purdy did, Brock Purdy did on the field, and I ride with him, and I use the leverage that I have with Trey Lance and potentially get more future assets. You have holes that you need to address on this team, limited ones, offensive line. I mean, sure, you can always add more weapons, given the fact that Debo Samuel 
let me not say he's he's injury prone, but up until this point, yes, he has dealt with injury. I'm a huge fan of Ayuk. Are you going to pay Ayuk given what the amount of players you already have money dedicated to? I just under, I feel personally it makes more sense financially and logically to stick with a guy that we have already had success with and is going to cost us less and also have a guy that we can gain assets with. This is tough. This is really tough because I don't think you should be going into next season with Brock Purdy as your QB1. I also don't know if you should be going into next season with Trey Lance as your QB1. And that's when Tom Brady comes up. Because all the rumors these last month or so, I guess really since he got eliminated, has been the Raiders. And that's kind of it for the most part, right? Miami said they're not interested. Doesn't sound like he wants to go back to Tampa Bay. So it's really been the Raiders as the only team kind of linked to Tom Brady if he doesn't retire. But the 49ers are the perfect fit. And as much as I love Trey Lance, and I think Brock Purdy has a future in the NFL of some sort. I don't know if he's going to be a franchise guy ever. You have... 46-year-old Tom Brady who hasn't missed a game in fucking 15 years, right? Since his torn ACL, I really don't think he's missed a single game. And that's been the biggest issue really with this 49ers team over the years has not only been quarterback play, but injuries too, right? Even when Jimmy G has been healthy, this season he was playing well. Last season specifically in the playoffs, he was not good at all. And then all the injuries that go on top of it. You have Trey Lance now who obviously only played in what, two or three career NFL games breaks his ankle, Brock Purdy, UCL injury. So it's all things that, at least for Lance and Brock Purdy, you're not going to label them as injury prone. But you know guys like Jimmy G more or less get injured almost every season, get knocked up. All players do, but when you're forced to miss games, it obviously gets called out more. So I see this as a perfect situation. Go out against Tom Brady. Do it for one year. This We think Super Bowl windows are forever, but they're really not. This Niners team... They have some pieces, obviously a ton of pieces, but you also have a, a small window of you got to keep guys healthy, you got to pay guys, and you also have to make sure your quarterback lines up in that time frame too. So you could have Trey Lance sit on the bench for another season, bring in Tom Brady, who's probably your best option for 2023 if you want to win a Super Bowl, and then reevaluate in a year. Maybe Tom Brady retires. It's a one-year deal. We know money doesn't mean anything for him. He could sign a one-year $10 million contract, get an extra $20 million if he wins or makes the Super Bowl or something like that. So I think this is a great opportunity for Tom. He knows he can stay healthy. He's going to be on a loaded offense with a bunch of pieces, a good offensive line, a great play caller. So I think it's a great chance to go out, get Tom Brady, get the goat, try to go for the Super Bowl, and then you still have Lance and Purdy in the wings. You're not paying them. You don't have to pay them for multiple years. Let them develop, and don't rush them. There, there's no reason to go into next season if you have a chance to get Tom Brady and hope that Trey Lance is the guy and he can stay healthy or hope Brock Purdy can replicate this last eight, nine games of this season. Go out, get the guy you know who's the greatest of all time. I don't think Tom Brady is washed. I don't think he's fallen off. I've seen him throw passes. He hasn't lost velocity. He hasn't lost touch. He, he's one of one, right? This isn't like a Peyton Manning situation where he has all these surgeries. His arm goes, didn't mean to throw the stray, but that's how it is. Same thing with Drew Brees, lost his arm. This is It's not the case with, with Tom Brady. He's still got, about? He still has everything in his arsenal. Good news. Rudy Gobert has 10 rebounds at halftime. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Two and five, baby. We coming. John, that was, that was the Peyton Manning one was a good one? <laughs> John, don't fucking snap that, right, dude. three and four, I'm flying. Um, You mentioned Tom Brady. Tom Brady's a good one. I don't know. He's really old. I, I'm, I'm a he's stick. still good. Still yeah. Great. Just 
the financial. I understand where you're coming from, no doubt. Yeah. But why would I put money into the quarterback where I don't think it'd be a one year ten million? You think what that would be I the deal? Be, I think it'd be cheap. I, I think Tom Brady could would take a minimum. I'll be honest. He's not with Giselle anymore. You traded. You got bread, bro. You traded bro. three first round picks. He's got no, so much I said three first. You no, traded three picks to Trey Lance. You did. At at some point, he has to play. There, 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 there. This, this. I understand. Jordan Love's going on year four sitting. He, you didn't trade three picks for him. True, you did trade them. Yeah, you, and even then, Aaron, like Jordan Love is behind Aaron Rodgers. It's a different case. Trey Lance has Trey Lance has been hurt or behind Jimmy G or whatever. I think you should go into this offseason, and you should you have to respect Brock Purdy and what he's done. You make him duke it out in practice. If Trey Lance is as talented as we think he is, he should comfortably win in training camp, and he should be the starter for next season. I don't see why he shouldn't. You know, he has the better arm talent. He's more athletic. He's bigger. He's stronger. He's just the overall better talent. So why shouldn't he comfortably win that matchup in, in uh, offseason? I understand Tom Brady because I do agree he's still a good quarterback. But eventually you have to figure out what this young quarterback is going to be. The Tom Brady to uh, 49ers thing is only going to keep halting when Trey Lance can actually play. You have to eventually years know what you're going to get from him. So I That's think, fine, though, because if you get Tom Brady, it's to win right now. Definitely, I, I understand. But you then, what are you going to know about Trey Lance? If if the buck if if the Niners get Tom Brady, I'm trading Trey Lance, and Brock Purdy can learn under his. And then what if he retires? You're back to no quarterback. No, yeah, no, but Brock Purdy's still there. I, I'm, that's perfect. That's oh, perfect. I thought you said trade Brock Purdy. No, no you trade, trade Lance, Lance and you keep Brock Purdy. So and Brock's Brady. But Brock, After no. Brady retires, I'm, maybe, are you not fine maybe. with that? Are you not fine but with that? This is, he shouldn't. I'm perfectly this fine is, with that. This is the thing. This is why the 49ers should start Trey Lance. There's no doubt about it. He should. I think, of course, you have to have them compete. This is why the Niners should start Trey Lance. There is no way I'm starting Brock Purdy, trading Lance, and Lance becomes a star somewhere else. Because in this offense, given his skill set, he can raise the ceiling of it. I know Brock Purdy was really good. He's been really efficient. But he cannot make the plays Trey Lance can make. He's not as talented as him. And you have to bet on the talent in this instance. You have to. Brock Purdy's share price went down. It says seven dollars. Trey Lance is at eighteen. He's only going to go up. Trey Lance is steal right Trey now. Trey Lance is only going to go up. Because right what if he gets traded to the Tennessee Titans with Mike Vrabel? You don't think Mike Vrabel will develop him into a star? Let me ask you a question though, because you've been the king of you get into the Shanahan system. You you're just naturally going to play well because the system is just catered to quarterbacks. So you're telling me you're confident that Trey Lance leaves and becomes a star somewhere else? Wouldn't you feel more comfortable if he stays and is a star here? I feel yes. like it makes more sense that, hey, it's Brock Purdy. He's already shown he's had success in this Shanahan-built offense that is basically bulletproof. Am I Am I not? No, no, you just, that was a little. Uh, <laughs> am, I not, <laughs> am I not confident that he can replicate that? I feel like I would, I understand where you're coming from, but, but if we're going to meet in the middle here, I feel that, yes, it's possible that he can be a star elsewhere, but I have Kyle Shanahan, and Brock Purdy's already shown me he can be really fucking good in my system. That is that actually is the counterpoint. The fact that Brock Purdy was so great this year with Kyle Shanahan makes me have that much more faith that Trey Lance will look amazing in the system, too. Coming around, man. I've always been. You're lending him in? Uh, You're lending him in? Come on. I don't don't have any other Trey Lance guys here. But I will say. I'm definitely not a Trey Lance hater. But I will say. I'm just saying. I I like like In August, September, we were having debates. Oh, me and you? No, me and this guy. Absolutely. That's why I'm wondering. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I just, you know, I was wondering why you were more high on him than Zach. Oh. 
Hindsight 2012. Well, of course, yeah. Of course, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Zach Wilson was in Kyle Shanahan's system. He's oh, yes. a top five quarterback be, right now in the okay, league. Okay, okay. I'd be higher on Zach he's for top, sure. No, he's definitely top 10 in Kyle Shanahan's system. Okay, yeah, maybe, maybe. No um, doubt. Uh, Rib, there's something interesting you said, and everyone has this opinion. I don't think it's wrong, but everyone says you traded three first-round picks for Trey Lance. You got to see him start. But it's also just a sunk cost at this point. Like, you already traded those picks. You're not getting those picks back. It's not happening. You traded all those three first-round picks, right? You moved to, like, 11, then you moved to 7-3, whatever they did a couple of years ago. But at this point, those picks are lost. They're gone. So I don't think you should look at it and say, we trade these picks. He was number three overall. We have to start him and see what he can when you know maybe there's not a better. I mean, I'm calling Tom Brady a better option than Trey Lance. Yeah, right now, yes. Right now, yes. But if it's over a guy like Brock Purdy, I could have that, you know, that argument. But – I think if the Niners have a chance to get a Tom Brady that really, like, I know he is going to be better than Trey Lance for at least this one season in this system, I feel more confident doing that and saying we trade the three picks to whatever. And on Mojo, the fact you get Trey Lance for $17, I know I'm kind of going back and forth here, but at the end of the day, Lance is going to get an opportunity to start, whether it's with the 49ers, the Titans, wherever. He was number three overall pick. We've seen him play two or three games. He has the physical tools. By all accounts, he seems to be a a fine person off the field. No issues there. So he's going to get a chance to start, and his price is going to go up. The second we hear Trey Lance is the starting quarterback for Team X, his price is going to rise $5, $6, $7. So I think right now at $18, it's a great price. There is a chance, though, that if you possibly do trade Trey Lance right to another team, he can blossom. I mean, remember. I wouldn't trade him. No, I'm just saying hypothetically. Remember when Toronto traded T-Mac? And then he blossomed into a fucking dog. Obviously, NBA completely different. Well, but NFL comparison: the Falcons traded Brett Favre to Green Bay. Brett Favre's top seven ever. <laughs> what are you doing? Top seven ever. I will I say though, a, a not a crazy statement. I, I will say though, I am a Holmes big advocate. Now, I am Holmes a big, too. big advocate of the 49ers getting Tom Brady. I, I'm a big advocate. I'm, I'm for it too. I, I because look, I want Kyle Shanahan to win a Super Bowl. Man, uh, he, he's a great offensive coach. He deserves to win, man. Like, he does. He He's one of the best offense coaches that I've ever seen. So, I want to see him win and get his flowers. He's great mind. You didn't feel that way about McVay. He cares. Got to win. Did you feel that way about McVay? You guys are just really annoying with Stafford, <laughs> I'll be honest. She was great. I was rooting for McVay, though. I, was. I really doubt that. Yeah, I doubt it. I, I like McVay a lot. Enough. He's not Shanahan, about everyone. I believe he's, you. He's not Shanahan, though. One has a Super Bowl. I guess. One is the better coach. And the though. other beat him in the NFC chip. Yeah, you had better quarterback play. You know, that's why you can't get stuck in a Brock Purdy situation because then you won't have the better quarterback play. Purdy got hurt. You're saying uh, you banked on Purdy year. to beat this Eagles. You actually did. I banked on the Niners to beat the Eagles, not just Brock Purdy. But Purdy was playing. It was Brock Purdy was a real low percentage of why I. Oh picked. really? Oh, but he had to do. I don't know that conversation that we were having. You were pretty in support of Brock Purdy. It was a low percentage. Whatever. It was the defense. It was the running game. That was a two. You and he'll make sick. enough plays to win. You make now, me I would sick. never. I would never be like, oh, yeah, they're going to win because of Brock Burton. They would have won that game if Josh Johnson played the whole time? If he had two months more of practice, <laughs> oh probably. probably. There's a chance. There's a chance. I don't Next topic. Josh Johnson's so Tom Brady's not retired. He's not. He's 100. <laughs> he's going to be 46, right? Uh, he's not retiring, but he's, he's like, like if he home. was washed, I'd I understand. understand he's not washed, he's not, but like, damn, like, bro. Nah, and that's another thing for Brady too to leave the Bucks to now go to the Niners to learn a Cheating, new, another system. It's like this that's an guy, easy system, though. Brady, he I just mean, keeps going to great situations, to great situations. This, this is fucking cheating. It's just me yeah. praising Brady. This guy is one of the most hardworking people to ever walk the earth. Like, yeah. what is wrong with him? 
And that's or like what is wrong. Like LeBron winning championships with three different teams. Talk to him. LeBron leaves football. when it gets hard. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what Brady's situation. Doing. Uh, the Patriots the at the end was ugly. The he just, it just got ugly. The Lakers after twenty years. Did, Did he leave when it got hard? No, he signed an extension. Oh, Shut this the fuck this up. This one. No, yeah, he stayed. He left oh, Cleveland gosh. when it got hard. He left Miami when it got old. On the championship. Then he left Cleveland when it got hard again. Shit gets hard. He leaves. It's okay. Well, he went to the finals with when it got hard. Then he just realized know. the team got old. I don't know. And then he won a championship with the Lakers. Do you have Lakers. a problem with it? No, I just, you know, don't compare Brady to no, 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 uh, no. LeBron. Brady was there for a long, for no, a long time. Actually perfect, he was in New England for a no, long it's, time. It's perfectly he built, he built the yeah, foundation. I'm glad you don't let me talk. Because you know I have I a good point. Uh, you don't. He built the foundation. because <laughs> no, he went to the Lakers that hadn't gone to the finals and or the playoffs in how many? Oh, my God. He went to the greatest organization ever and got and, him back and to the championship. Still, and they're kind of Oh, really? Come from the guy who constantly throws them and I... Wrong guy. It's him. Stop no, you're me. done. Stop. No, don't Stop. do that. Don't Stop. do that. I've been, don't do that. What did you just tell don't me when he was in the car? Don't Dallas, do that. What did you tell me the other day when we don't were in the car? That. He's like, Riv has been turning the corner on his turning leg show. Turning the corner doesn't mean... Exactly. But turn, you understand that means that you were not turning the corner at one point and you were constantly you on You guys were fucking bad. Why are you I'm upset when we dissed you guys when you were bad? And the year before like, that and the year before that. And, uh, we're bad last year. AD. Like, bro, you're he was in street clothes. And we're not getting blown out. We're getting blown out by the Nets. Last I saw, we're up by two. No, Bron AD. He doesn't even know. He's got the game up saying 79 75 for winning. Stop it. You you're gonna get me activated, bro. If the Nets lose to the AD less and LeBron less Lakers at home, stop. That's ugly. Stop. I took the Claxon over again tonight. Points? Yes. Well, he did that last game. I mean he only ended with 13. Yeah. Yeah. Next topic. Panthers hired Frank Reich as their next head coach. How do you feel about this move? I'm going to start with you, Riff. Frank Reich. What do you think, Riff? Tell me. Um, that moves you? I'm going to go last. That moves you? I can, so I can talk. Steph, Steph's about to hit the over. I can, I can talk about I Frank Reich a little going. bit. Um, I love this hire. Absolutely love this hire. Yeah. First of all, he should have never got fired. I mean, the... He got scapegoated. The, right? the fact Giddy that... just dropped Steph. Dropped him. He's like that. <laughs> <laughs> like I stopped. Did he drop stuff? Yeah. Um, the fact that he was fired in the first place for making a bad trade to trade for a washed up Matt Ryan, with all due respect to Matty Ice, um, that was the first mistake. And I don't know what they were expecting Frank Reich to do when he was leading the league in turnovers. You have an offensive line that was terrible. He can't move. Like this was, it was really doomed from the start. I know all of us came in expecting the Colts to win this division, but once we saw how bad this offensive line was, it was pretty easy to see that this Colts team was going nowhere. But the fact that you hire Frank Reich, first of all, offensive coach. I know Jets have Robert Sala. I love Sala. There's some good defensive coaches out there. McDermott, Belichick, of course. All four teams in this championship series, in the championship, um, these championship games, offensive coaches. Seven out of eight of the teams in the divisional round were offensive. The only defensive one being Sean McDermott, who obviously lost. It's not rocket science. You really do need an offensive head coach in today's game. If you don't, you need to have a fucking phenomenal offensive coordinator who eventually is going to leave your team, and then you'll probably be screwed. But not only do you bring in an offensive (laughs) mind, you bring in someone who has won a Super Bowl. He helped develop Carson Wentz in Philly, but then he was also able to adapt to Nick Foles and change up the offense because obviously Nick Foles and Carson Wentz are not the same quarterback, especially at that time when Wentz was much more mobile than he is today. You go to Indy, different quarterback basically every season. You have Andrew Luck, year one, go to the playoffs, you get Phillip Rivers, losing the playoffs, then Carson Wentz, who 
bad, who had a good year with the Colts, you saw what he was without Frank Reich in Washington this past season. He was getting benched for Taylor Heineke, and now he's kind of at this spot in his NFL career where he's a borderline backup quarterback between starter and backup. So he got the best out of Carson Wentz. And then this year with Matt Ryan, there, there's really no excuse, but this team was a mess all year long, right? So not only do you have the offensive mind who's developed a quarterback, but he's going to have respect in the room 13 years as an NFL quarterback. He's been a coach for 15 years. So I, I think he really got scapegoated here. Obviously, Jim Irsay has been probably the worst owner in the NFL outside of Dan Schneider. Um, and he was just trying to prove a point that, oh, you know, I'm not the reason we're screwing around. It was Frank Reich's fault and it was the coach's fault and it was Matt Ryan's fault. At the end of the day, Frank Wright's a great head coach. Um, right. I think he's going to do great with Carolina. This team isn't as far away, I think, as people think. The three moves need away. Need a quarterback, definitely need another wide receiver, um, some time to develop the offensive line's good. The defense is young and solid as well. So I'm excited for Carolina. I was ready. You know, yeah, okay. You know, I. Ooh, that was rude. Sorry. I'm going to sway away <laughs> from the sway away from the Panthers real quick. I really dislike Paolo Boncaro and, the, and and Franz Wagner on the Magic. I do. Why? Like I love them as players. You're about to piss John off. Be- betting on them is the most annoying thing because they are the two most inconsistent wings in the league. I All swear. we needed them to do was hit over Paolo to have over 15. I know, but Boncaro has 27. He's a dog. I just know. I remember betting on him on one of the, like an, a, a day ago. And he had like thirteen. Bro. Everything alright, bro? It's been a very stressful episode. And then for you. Franz Franz Wagner has like twenty something right now. I mean, he's him. And I bet on him one time to have seventeen. He had freaking eleven. It's just inconsistency for them. That's all. And they're beating the Sixers right now. They are. A top and they were, three. And they were getting smoked to start the game. Yeah, they're beating them. You know, of course, a great team. They have a great young core. But I'm just saying, they're annoying to bet on. They I understand. Are. I understand where you're coming. Or from. if you like me to go first, I go first. You, you go first. Going I'll, to I'll the go fucking go you know what? Curveball. I'm gonna go. Oh. Um. So Frank. <laughs> fuck both of you. Yeah, I got your ass. Um, Frank Bull stinks. That's why you're a Yankees fan. <laughs> That's fucked up. That That's shit. fucked up. Garrett Cole clears every pitcher on your team, by the Ring. way. That was sus, but hey. Um, when Frank Reich was the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts, in terms of points per game, he led a top 10 offense three times. Frank Reich was put in an unfortunate situation where he was supposed to take over with Andrew Luck being his head coach. With Andrew Luck, excuse me, being his franchise quarterback. And for Andrew Luck to the reference going to throw him a curveball and retire at the age of 29 was something that not only did Frank Wright not uh, not expect, but of course the Indianapolis Colts organization did not expect. So then you threw him with Phillip Rivers, uh, Carson Wentz, you threw in Nick Foles at a time too. Obviously this past season, Matt Ryan, he was put in unfortunate situations and he continuously pushed out or let me not say continuously, but at the minimum he put, he showed effort and did have Top 10 offenses, both both points and yards per game. With him going to Carolina now, I understand that you still have your ways to go for Carolina. You do need your franchise quarterback that you should address in this upcoming draft. You do have DJ Moore, who is one of the better young receivers in this league. But what do you really have outside of that? Terrence Marshall showed flashes this year. Maybe he can be something. But... When you don't have your quarterback, it gets harder. But why I do like this hire is, yes, Frank Reich is a great offensive mind. In my opinion, one of the better offensive minds in this game. And I think that he was dealt an unfortunate hand. Now he comes here. He gets to choose his quarterback. He gets to start fresh. The, the start that he was supposed to have in, the, in Indianapolis, he now gets to have in Carolina. 
That's the one reason why you got to be high on this move. Frank Reich is not a bad coach by any means. I said it before Joel went. He was scapegoated into getting fired. Someone needed blame, and they placed it on Frank Reich. It just goes and speaks volumes to how irresponsible Jim Irsay is as an owner. I'm not shitting on Matt Ryan. I'm not going to do that. He was dog shit. I shit on him. He was yes, correct. Dog shit. I mean, Matt Ryan had a great career. He had a bad season. It's okay. I just, I just look. I just have difficulty with. (laughs) <laughs> trying to act like Frank Reich deserves no blame. He had a big part he in did. bringing in I mean, Matt Ryan. It wasn't just an Ursay thing. It was Frank Ursay Reich. wanted to get rid of Frank Reich wanted all oh, these Reich, quarterbacks. Reich wanted to keep Wentz. Yes, but he also wanted Matt Ryan, and he he wanted him. But if you never got rid of Wentz, Ursay wanted to get rid of Wentz. You wanted Matt Ryan on the Colts. <laughs> so why are we placing? Why are you? Forget Wentz, about we. Wentz keeping also keeping Carson Wentz is not the positive sign you think it is. He would have been better than Matt Ryan. He would have been. Don't, I don't know. Been. Oh, it's not. I don't know. Bro, Matt Ryan was the bottom four QB in the league this year. So was Carson Wentz, bro. Okay, he wasn't but, Latin, but last year, last year he wasn't. Carson Carson Wentz got outplayed by Taylor Haneke. Bro. He did not but, get outplayed. But, yes, but, but last he, year, I last year Wentz was far no, better. Last year Wentz cleared Matt not. Ryan. Taylor Haneke was better than Carson. We're having a mid off. We are. I'll tell you what. I'm just saying. Let's not act like Frank Reich was just like. Oh yeah, Jim Irsay made every decision. No, Frank Reich was a part of a lot of that. And but Irsay wanted to get rid of Wentz, which is what. You know, snowballed into getting Matt Ryan. His, okay. his first year in Indianapolis, and he would have still got fired top, with. They wins. were top seven in yards, top five in points. The next year, Andrew Luck retires yeah. with Jacoby Brissett. They were 18th, 25th. Yeah. Then the year after that, with Philip Rivers, seventh in yards, tenth in points. No doubt. For, for I mean, I love Frank Reich as a coach, but let's not act like these decisions were just Jim Irsay. It was a lot of. I mean, Frank the quarterback Reich is Jim. It was Irsay. a lot of Jim Irsay. Then you're right. You're right. This is how Jim Irsay responds to him not being a bad owner. He hires Jeff Saturday as the head coach. Great way to answer and respond. I am not defending Jim Fucking Irsay. Fucking trash. I'm just saying Frank Reich. <laughs> Second worst owner in, in, in football oh, by Irsay? far. I'm just saying Frank Reich's not blameless. That's a, that's. No, nah, yeah, but that that GM coach quarterback trio was garbage last year. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's dog water. Um. I think you said something interesting, Drew, and I'm I'm glad you went first. But I was gonna say this. I went first. Okay. You know, um, I got you waiting in front. Before of him, got it. Yes, yes, yes. It's just something interesting, though. You said Frank White wow. gets to pick his quarterback, and I think that's something interesting for an offensive-minded coach. They have a pick, and I think that's huge. You know, you come into that's a new overall. situation, you get to decide on your quarterback, your guy, and that's something you, you want to start fresh. And Frank has a bit of a dynamic with different quarterbacks over his career. He's been through. The quarterback trail, he's le- dealt with a different type of quarterbacks from Carson Wentz, Jacoby Brissett, the Matt Ryan. You know, he's dealt with all types of quarterbacks. So I think that's very interesting. You got to like the move because it's somebody who has experience, somebody who's been good. I know last year put a bad light on everybody. People thought JT was trash. People think Frank Wright was trash. People think Matt Ryan's career started last year, so he was trash. <laughs> like, it was just a lot of bad like, like It was just bad light last year because last year was such a bad year for the Colts. But I think for the most part, even though they all had a bad year, there's still some good things. I think Frank Wright is a good coach. For Carolina, though, you mentioned it. They have a they don't have a lot on the offensive end. You know, DJ Moore is probably their one bright that's spot, and he's a dog. Offensive line's offensive solid. Line's, but that's the, their one bright I'm spot. You. you know, running back mm-hmm. still a question. They don't have a quarterback. But you have a coach now. The defense has some young stars on the line. So you, and they're in, the, they're in the worst division in football. If not they one, they're two. They were away from fucking yeah, like they, the they were close. They, they got nice because they were close to making the playoffs. The division is that bad. So they bring in somebody, whether it's C.J. Stroud, Will mm-hmm. Levis, or next year they wait for a quarterback, bring in a bridge, and then they wait next year and become bad. Good statement. I still, like the, I still like this hire. This hire is good. Indianapolis put a bad light, especially that last year, because that last year was really fucking bad. But how can you expect them to do anything with the personnel you had? Offensive line. Well, we all expected them to do something. No, we, I, we no all doubt. They were no, but division. no. Now let's let's live in hindsight, right? 
The offensive line, pass pro Atrocious. and and rush pro. Quarterback sucks. Not good. Quarterback really, Turn really bad. JT gets hurt. And then your wide receiver one is Michael Pittman, who we are high on, no Outside doubt. Outside of that, nothing. But then you have um, Paris Campbell, who definitely was better than solid, expected. Better than Dallas, um, sure. Alec Pierce, rookie. <laughs> uh, Jelani Woods, rookie. Mo Ali Cox. What are we going to show? No doubt. I'm just JT saying, got hurt, but also it was after Frank Reich left. Correct. No doubt. But and JT was. No, Reich got hurt. I mean, uh, JT got hurt week two. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, facts. No, he came back earlier. He, no, he did. He got hurt, came back, but it was an ankle injury. Felt like it never really you know, healed. You know, for me, I, this Frank Reich's an awesome coach, and I think he did an awesome job in Indy given the circumstances. But he's not blameless. He's not. <laughs> Three winning seasons <laughs> with Andrew Luck, Philip Rivers, Carson Wentz. Offensive points ranked 5th, 16th, 9th, 9th, 30th. The only two years they weren't top 10 were with Jacoby Brissett and glad a bad you, offensive line. I'm glad you reiterated. I'm glad <laughs> you reiterated. A bad offensive line, no running game. You know, that, that's the uh, year that they weren't good. Rest for disaster. Yeah. So two years, you know, he had a losing season with Brissett and Sam Ellinger. So I don't really give um, – Sam Ellinger. No, I don't really Sam hold Ellinger. that into too Jim high Arce, regard. the guy who – Jim Arce wanted to start. But it's interesting. He is the first offensive coach, head coach, the Carolina Panthers have ever hired in their history as a franchise. His tenure here is going to come down to one thing, getting the quarterback situation right. And I think this is why David Tepper went with Frank Reich. Steve Wilkes did an amazing job. He deserved the job. I'm not saying he did not. He really did. But offense is where the league is trending now. And you need a quarterback. Why not bring a, a former quarterback who's actually a good head coach in Frank Reich who is a good head coach in Frank Reich. This isn't like a high upside hire, but it's a steady and a stable one. Frank Reich is well-regarded, well-respected throughout the league, and they have the ninth overall pick, whether that's going to be Will Levis, Richardson, C.J. Stroud, who knows? We don't know yet. Maybe they get a veteran. We're not sure, but this team has some talent. D.J. Moore, Terrace Marshall's okay. Their offensive line was 15th ranked. They improved. Ike Aquanu, Taylor Mine, Austin Quarterback, Brady Christensen. Do they bring back Bradley Bozeman? I think they should. And defensively, they got some dogs with Brian Burns, Derek Brown, J.C. Horn, Jeremy Chin. J.C. Horn, Frankie man. Louvu played really good, and Shaq Thompson is, has been the rock, has been the leader of that defense for years now. I, I like this move, and I think the Panthers are trending upwards. And the NFC South is not tough by any means. You know, this could be a sneaky team if they make the right off, offseason moves. Sure, I think... I kind of disagree. I think this was... This upside has higher... Has, excuse me, this higher has upside to it. It was outside of Sean Payton. I feel like Frank Reich was probably the best head coach available. I know like defensive coordinators, offense coordinators who haven't proven themselves yet. always always have the higher upside because you don't know. But we know Frank Reich's a really good head coach. I understand that playoff success, at least as a head coach, hasn't been there. But he's an offensive mind. You know he could develop a quarterback. And you know he could work with veteran quarterbacks too. There's rumors that they could be in the Lamar sweepstakes since they're an NFC team. Derek Carr as well. So... While I think they should draft a quarterback, it feels like they need to develop someone rather than just... I don't know if they're... In the NFC, though, in that division, they could get Derek Carr and win that division, I think, pretty easily, especially if Brady leaves. But I think Frank Reich... I disagree with the, the high upside. I think it's there. Like Obviously, you have to get the quarterback right to see the true upside. But in, turn, in a league where bad coaching will lose you a lot of games, Frank Reich is not that. He, you know, he is a top 10 head coach when he has the right things in place. Shout out to Atlanta Fan 21 who commented, Joel is actually right. Ryan and Reich were 500 together. They were. They were 500. And Matt Ryan led the league in turnovers. Yeah, you know, Jim Ursay, you're right. He he 
forced Reich to bench Matt Ryan, and that's what led to their downfall. If he remained a starting quarterback, they'd probably make the playoffs. Oh, in the AFC? In the AFC South. Oh, they beat your Jags. Yeah, you never know. Matt Ryan's a Hall of Famer, man. Respect him, please. My goodness. We got this super chat from Amir Farrier. Farrier. Wolves now fifth seed. Is it time to flip aside, Joel? (laughs) I never flip. I don't flip. I never flip. I was always on the Timberwolves. My team, the Timberwolves, they getting it done. You may have missed it. Mine for this week is... How many? The Cardinals expected, or they have requested, to interview Lou Anarumo for the vacant head coaching spot. I think this was amazing. I don't know if he becomes the head coach, but... He deserves head coaching looks. Luana Rumo, yes. He, I think, is a top three defensive coordinator in the league. And if there's a DC that deserves a job, it's him, Dan Quinn, D'Amico Ryans. He's on a short list of guys that deserve that job. I'll throw my guy Evero into that mix as well. Definitely one of those guys that deserves recognition as a DC. However, uh, my this week in the NBA, uh, this week in the NBA, that's hilarious. My, you may have missed it. Uh, is going to be about the Denver Broncos, of course, and, and our coaching woes right now. <laughs> of course, I have to shed light on my boys. We're not going to talk about them. Someone has to, and that'll be me. Um, right now, it's not at the best of odds that Sean Payton is going to become our, our next head coach, and that's pretty disappointing, of course. We're going to keep the hopes. We're going to keep the vibes up and, and manifest that Sean Payton does come take over the ship. Um, and then D'Amico Ryans just let us know today that he is not interested in accepting the head coaching position for the Denver Broncos. That's tough because of my list of guys that I did want to become our head coach. Of course, Sean Payton was at the top, but D'Amico was definitely one of those guys, one of the few defensive minds that I would want to take over the ship just for the leadership, just leadership alone. And that's our specialty, our off- our defense, and how great it is that it's been for me personally, I do want an offensive mind. I want someone that can come in and fix what's going on with our Broncos. We sh- we showed a little promise towards the end of the year. Once we fired Nathaniel Hackett, we're going to talk about that a little bit later. Um, but it's getting troubling out here. The list is getting shorter and shorter. Jim Harbaugh is another one that is not interested in joining the Broncos as well. I don't know what we're going to do. At this point, I'm getting desperate. Frank Reich decided to take the head coach with Carolina like we just spoke about. Am I going to start praying for Shane Steichen? I mean, that might be my only choice, but again, we're hoping and praying for for Sean Payton, but I don't know what we're going to do at this point. My, damn, you may have missed it. Remember when Mr. Trubisky got picked by the Bears in 2017? Of course. Uh, So apparently Patrick Mahomes' father has come uh, come out and revealed that the Bears told him that they would pick Mahomes. And I think that is fucking hilarious <laughs> how they completely botched that pick. Oh, my and God. And ended up with Mr. Trubisky. Now, I don't know if it's 100% true. You know, that was six years ago, uh-huh. five years ago. But apparently, Mahomes' dad came out, and he has said that they told him they planned to pick Patrick Mahomes at number three. And they ended up with Mr. Trubisky, which if they went with Mahomes, life would have been different. It's not. Jesus. But now they have Justin Fields. Who they apparently are considering trading, too. Or who's that? Who's that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, interesting. The Jets went with Jamal Adams. We did great pick. Yeah, great pick. Great, great pick. pick. Solid pick. Um, that that was like Garrett Wilson the, and ABT. That was one of the best steals of the right. draft because Jamal was supposed to go top two, top three. He's yeah. my president, man. That's my president. Okay, uh, my you Adams. may have missed it. D'Amico Ryan seems to be the favorite to get the Houston Texans job. Uh, he obviously played there for some years. I. Oh. I have to read into it. I was talking to Drew. I feel like they had some sort of bad uh, like kind of ending to mm-hmm. it, um, but I don't know if that's true. I just I feel like I've read that somewhere. Um, 
but yeah, I think this would be a great move for Houston. Above all, all else, I know I just talked about getting an offensive-minded head coach, but it, the Texans just need a reset. They need someone who could build culture. They need someone who's going to go in there, not put up with any bullshit. Not that you know Lovey Smith did or anything, but it feels like D'Amico Ryan, it, it's really the perfect spot for him to build his team the way he wants it from the ground. That Texans team has really not a lot going for it outside of a handful of players. He go in there, build a culture, build a staff for sure. I know, you know, obviously a bunch of guys, let's picture JJ Watt out there. Maybe he wants to be on the coaching staff after he retires and they have the number two overall pick. So of course that everyone is looking for a quarterback there. They won that meaningless game week 18, which stopped them getting the number one overall pick where they could have went with their quarterback of choosing. But I think this would be a great spot for D'Amico. I have a would you rather for this episode. Really? Yep. Liddy. Um, Let's hear it. Would you rather this episode is on a quarterback that is going to be on the New York Jets? <laughs> you know who it is. Oh, we're really <laughs> doing this, Aaron Rodgers? Okay. This is tough. Would you rather Aaron Rodgers oh, okay. edition Jets quarterback soon? That's going to happen very soon. Don't jinx real it. quick, real quick. Are we going to say for this upcoming season? Yes. This upcoming season. Would you rather? Yes. And would you world, rather? And the would you rather is... Would you we, rather take, have? we take things into account here. I never know how this game works. Take it how you want it. <laughs> We're going to go with Tom Brady first. Aaron Rodgers. I would rather Aaron Rodgers. I'd rather Aaron Rodgers. I'd rather Aaron Rodgers. Close. Russell Wilson. I'd comfortably rather I would Aaron go with Rogers. Aaron Rodgers very comfortably. I'm not thinking about with it. With all due respect to Russ. Russell's a bottom five quarterback. Y'all are fucked up. Every coach is dubbing the Broncos. They do not want to coach. <laughs> I'm pleading the fifth. I'm going <laughs> with Aaron Rodgers. Whoa, what? There's never been a pleading the no, fifth or would thing. you rather. Come on. It's my fifth amendment right. Pick a side. This is no rights in here. It is my Ow. fifth amendment right. There's no rights in here. You are indeed. Once you enter this room, fuck your fifth amendment. No pick, a, pick a would you rather. What's wrong with you? <laughs> you all really going to make me answer? Yeah. We're not moving on. No, yeah, we're not. We'll yeah. sit here <laughs> all day. I'm going Aaron Rodgers. Good man. It's not so hard. Yes. <laughs> Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Joshy. Very comfortably. Josh Allen. I'm going with Josh. Dak Prescott. Going with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. It's too I'm going easy. with Aaron Rodgers. Jalen Hurts. I'll go Aaron Rodgers. I'm going still, Aaron Rodgers. Still going Aaron Rodgers. I'm going Jalen Hurts. To build my team around, I'd go with Jalen Hurts. If I had a team ready to win a Super Bowl this year, I'd go with Aaron Rodgers. Understandable. Enough is enough. I've had it with you. Oh, my boy. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Burrow. Very comfortably. Easily Burrow for Joe me. Burrow. Joe Burrow. Burrow. Lamar Jackson. Lamar go Jackson. Going with Lamar Jackson. Lamar. I'm going to go Aaron Rodgers, man. Nah, I'm going Aaron Rodgers. I, I think about it, but. <laughs> I mean, come on. What are we and about now the last name. Which this could be challenging because, like we said, it's for this upcoming season. Deshaun Watson. Ooh. I'm ba- I think he'll bounce back. I think he does too. You know what? I'm banking on it. I think he'll get back to all pro level. Give me Deshaun Watson. I'm going with Aaron Rodgers. This is going to look either really bad or really great to <laughs> you. Deshaun Watson's a great talent. It definitely, there's a lot of rust to, to come off of him this season. I, I'm going with Deshaun. Um, but, of course, if you want to go Aaron, understandable. I would slightly lean Aaron Rodgers. That's close, though. That's close. I got to go with Aaron. He's one of my favorite quarterbacks. I love watching him play. Oh, really? Suddenly. Drew Brees, too, right? Now Tom Brady. Rodgers guy. <laughs> I got to tweet about let everybody. Me, let me guess. Tom, He's on the Tom, Jets, he, baby. He has Tom Brady. Yeah. He has Drew Brees. He has Aaron Rodgers. Then he has Mahomes. He has Burrow. He has Allen. I like the he has Herbert. Man, it just doesn't like stop. I like great he doesn't like Lamar. Players. He doesn't like Jalen Hurts. Tua. Kyler. Tua. 
Kyler. K1. Are now we Russell. really mentioning Tua with those Justin guys? Fields. Oh, shocker. Dak, Dak Prescott. You definitely hate you, Anthony Richardson. I like Dak. Oh, yeah? This is a trend. You hate? You know what? Never mind. <laughs> I've, I've noticed the trend here. Never mind. My goodness. You don't like me or something? Is this what's going on? This is insane. Oh, is that why you yelled at me earlier when I was watching the <laughs> Saying that when Mahomes is my QB1 oh is crazy. He's, a fra- he's fraudulent. He's not really, you know what I'm saying? Oh, he's fraudulent. Oh, my goodness. Can't say this. What is Next going on? No, I still remember that tweet. That tweet is so fucking funny. No, that shit was. Hilarious. You're a terrible human. <laughs> now, the Jets hired Nathaniel <laughs> Hackett. Into. The Jets hired Nathaniel Hackett, and I think most people are kind of thinking another move is coming with this. Maybe Aaron Rodgers, potentially. Now, I know, Drew, <sighs> you're a Russell Wilson apologist, so you probably think that everything was Nathaniel Hackett's fault. Maybe. I don't know. But what do you think about the Jets hiring your former head coach who got fired in one season? Uh, well, I can tell you what, that he was the captain of the worst offense in the league this year and one of the worst offenses in NFL history. Um, the fact that the Broncos were better when Nathaniel Hackett left at the minimum put up more points per game, I mean, it's it's very telling on Nathaniel Hackett. Now, what you guys are going to do is show the graph, and Joel was begging and pleading for Joel to tweet the graph because it made positive. him feel some kind of good way about the move with the – the Broncos were they drew up the fourth most plays that that receivers were open and and Russell Wilson was historically bad this that and third but again to that point Russell was better when Nathaniel Hackett left and again if you want to use that to to have the the majority of your confidence and your belief in Nathaniel Hackett I'm fine with it uh, but Nathaniel Hackett with his first opportunity of calling plays and being a head coach he was miserable um, but listen I'm not a hater he's on. Two of my best friends' team right now. He's the offensive coordinator. I'm rooting for him. I want him to have success. But I don't want you guys to sit here and be the delusional the way that I was in the sense of <laughs> respect that. Aaron Rodgers is coming to my team because I got Nathaniel Hackett. I don't want you guys to sit here and say that it's locked because of Nathaniel Hackett. Because I went through that, and that did not happen. I did end up with Russell Wilson, who I'm not upset about. No way, no how. I don't care how this t- this season turned out. But I don't want you guys to, to to convince yourself that Aaron Rodgers is coming to town solely for the fact that Nathaniel Hackett's your OC. Nathaniel Hackett has some things to prove, and that is the reason why he decided to take this this gig. And that's really what better option did the Jets have at this moment in time. You lose LaFleur, who was candidate to potentially go to the Chargers. We're going to talk about the person who actually did take that offensive coordinator position. But... What other option was there out there, really? Nathaniel Hackett going to the Jets was because he needed a spot to prove that he is still a good offensive mind and a good offensive play caller. He's going to have full control of that offense. Is that what Jets fans want? Again, he's going to have to prove that because what he's shown this past season is that he has led one of the worst offenses that we've seen in recent memory. And again, if you want to place that on Russell Wilson, that's up to you. But you're, I remember we had this conversation that you believe Russell Wilson's going to have a bounce back year. So it can't be both. Yes, he was, yes he was bad, but at the same time, he, Nathaniel Hackett leaves, Russ is good again. You know, I find it funny how Love that Drew line. doesn't want us to get excited about the 
prospect of Aaron Rodgers coming to town. I don't think so. I don't think that's true. You said don't get don't get you don't want, want us to get, get our hopes get up. Don't get don't get your hopes up. Because I went through that too. All offseason long, it was thinking you were gonna get Rodgers. We told you you weren't though. You know, that was Are a you really shot. gonna do this to me? You're really gonna do this Russell to me? Russell Wilson, you know what the fuck is wrong you know, you with you? You got the worst quarterback, it's fine. This is happening, Drew. This is actually happening. I hope you're right. It's happening. Hope you're right. The Jets are getting Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And Nathaniel Hackett is the first piece of that puzzle. All right. And the quarterback. You know, sometimes if you if you ever played a puzzle, I don't know if it's happening. You have to fit the pieces perfectly when you're building a puzzle. So what happens when you get Derek Carr? <clears throat> I like it. Derek Carr's still good. I like it. When you're building a puzzle, you got to get the pieces right. Russell saying, Wilson. Guys, really, are sounding like me. Russell Wilson, Nathaniel Hackett. Those weren't the puzzles that connected. Those weren't the pieces that connected. It just didn't work. And Russell Wilson was bad because he's not a fit for Nathaniel Hackett's scheme. Russell Wilson has played a certain way his entire career that masked a lot of these deficiencies. Mm. Not saying he wasn't great, but he was a great deep ball thrower. He held on to the ball very long. He was great on rollout passes. Nathaniel Hackett, when I look at his track record, he's worked with some bad quarterbacks, E.J. Manuel. Blake Bortles in Jacksonville. Although one year in Jacksonville with Blake Bortles, he was six in yards and fifth in points in 2017. And then he worked with another bad quarterback in Russell Wilson in 2022. He had a horrible season. I blame that mostly on Russ. Casual. Russ is not a quick passing or rhythm quarterback. That's not what he operates on. He holds on to the ball. He waits for deep shots. And he doesn't throw to the middle of the field. How hard it, How hard is it? For a coordinator to design an offense around a player that doesn't throw to a, an entire part of no, the God field. God forbid he adjusted. Why couldn't Russ adjust? Because you're the head coach. You cater to your franchise player. But that's his scheme, though. That's the thing is that the the Broncos so made change. the mistake. The Broncos made the mistake of bringing in Hackett as their head coach, the leader of their football team on the prospect Rodgers was coming. He's just our OC. And all the stars are aligning. Aaron Rodgers to come to New York. Look, look, look at this. Right, you know, Adam Adam Schefter, Packers are only trading him to the AFC. Where do the Jets play? AFC. Uh-uh. Oh, oh, shit. Here we go. Peter King said the price is two first round picks. What did the Jets say? They'll pay it happily. It's like a happy. They happily pay it. It's a happy meal. They <laughs> happily gonna pay that two first round is nothing. The Jets are gonna pay that for Aaron Rodgers. And what did Aaron Rodgers say on a Pat McAfee show? Do you remember what he said? He was hyping up Breeze, Scare Wilson, Zach. You know what else he said? I'll rework my deal. Round of applause for Aaron Rodgers. My goodness. Round of a freaking applause for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, we give round of applause. After the Super Chats to Rodgers. Sure, like. Nathaniel Hackett could be getting paid for the next four years because he has guarantees on his deal. Instead, he chose to go to a team in the Jets who it's an unstable situation. Unless they know something we don't. They know they're this close to getting one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. Brett Favre came to the Jets in 2008. Aaron Rodgers will come to the Jets in 2023. And we're going to have a shot to win big time. Big, 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 big time. Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets. I just want you to get prepared for that. I hope. You wanted him. We actually got him. We're going to get him. I promise you we're getting Aaron Rodgers. I just want everyone. I just I want everyone. 2020. No, that's fine. That's fine. It's fine. Yeah, that's I hilarious. just want everyone to notice shit. how oh, now this guy. He's a Jets fan. He has to. Uh, I'm not. I just like, want everyone to understand 
that I want Aaron Rodgers to go oh, to the New York Jets. No, 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 I don't fucking it, touch me. I didn't mean it in a disrespectful me. way. Don't touch me. Respect his amendments. Don't touch him. It's not amendments. Freedom of speech. Because then this guy goes and throws in my face. So you true. thought you that were going to get him. We're actually going to get him. I apologize for my friend. I apologize for my friend. Go ahead, Joel. Um, oh. How do you feel? You're going to respect Hackett after this year, like buddy. Like me. You're going to respect <laughs> Hackett. That's hot. Respect wanna, Hackett. I want to be part of that. Um, <laughs> this is interesting. Uh, you are the less, you're kind of the medium of Jets fans. What do you think? Yes. He it, knows we're getting him too. I feel, I feel weird because this whole season, I feel like I've been the positive Jets guy. Joel has been more of the negative guy because Zach Wilson hadn't worked out. And this you was the realistic uh, one. Maybe that's a better word. Um, we, uh, when this news broke, I was, I was with my girl, uh, we were in bed. We were actually cuddling, watching TikToks together and she, she's a sports fan. So she has the ESPN notifications on. So we're watching TikToks and I see ESPN breaking news, Jets hire Nathaniel Hackett. And my, I think I tell her, I said, this is, it's not going to work. This is one of the worst five days of 2023. (laughs) Um, (laughs) and the first thing I thought about was Adam Gase. And I understand people say it's an overreaction. He was your head coach. Hackett was the OC. But my logic behind it was Adam Gase should have not gotten another opportunity to be a head coach. Jets fans had to convince themselves Adam Gase would be the right guy. They had to convince themselves, oh, he turned Ryan Tannehill into this average to above average quarterback. I think they made the playoffs one year. He's an offensive mind. He could work with Sam Darnold. And we're kind of doing this all over again with Nathaniel Hackett. We're saying, you know what? He didn't work out as the head coach in Denver, but look at his track record. I mean, he made Blake Bortles work for a season, and he was great with the Packers, although all they really did was red zone work, and we know how terrible the red zone was for the Broncos this season, which is supposed to be Hackett's you know, specialty. Russ missed an open guy in the red zone versus the Colts Thursday night football. Yeah, Russ missed. How many many drop passes did we have opening night? How many? I'm just saying. Well, I'm just I don't saying, want to turn this into a Broncos. Twenty one weeks ago. I don't want to turn this into a Broncos. Twenty one weeks ago. I don't want to turn this to a Broncos. I didn't even mention debate. the stat. They was mentioned the stat. What? The open, I mentioned it already. Play I mentioned it already. They were perfectly. fourth. Congrats. Yes. Behind the Chiefs, Lions, and 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 Niners, three of the best offensive that, play callers in the league. That one stat looks great. At the end of the day, this all comes down to who's the quarterback. If we get Aaron Rodgers, everything I say, throw it out the window. Because Aaron Rodgers is going to mask just about anything. He's a phenomenal quarterback. He's elite. If we don't, that's where it gets a little bit scary. I think you bring in Derek Carr. But the issue is the timing of all this is messed up. Derek Carr, you have to make a decision on potentially within the next two weeks. Potentially by the Super Bowl, Derek Carr gets moved, gets cut. So you're going to have to make a decision. And Aaron Rodgers, they have some, they have his contractors work that. Any time between the start of the new year and the day before week one, they could work on the caps. They could work on his contract. So, really, any time between Super Bowl and fucking August, Aaron Rodgers could get traded. So, the timing of this is a little difficult for the Jets because you could either say, We're going to go for Rodgers. You'll miss out on Derek Carr. There's a chance to even miss out on option C or D, which is Jimmy Garoppolo. If you get Derek Carr. Obviously, I feel better than last season because you're going to have a competent quarterback. But, yes, the upside feels limited with Derek Carr than if you have Aaron Rodgers, who we know is one of the best quarterback talents of all time. But this all goes back to firing Mike LaFleur. And it goes back to Woody Johnson meddling, making this decision for the Jets. There was a report that came out, the athletic Zach Rosenblatt, who does a great job covering the Jets, um, wrote an article at the end of the season basically saying that the day – Robert Sala fired 
Mike LaFleur, he canceled all meetings with coaches and players. He was supposed to have exit interviews with all of these guys. He canceled all of them. He didn't want to fire his best friend. He didn't want to fire Mike LaFleur after the quarterback carousel he went through. He knew he wasn't the main problem why this Jets offense was the way it was. And look, he ends up with the Rams, with Sean McVay, one of the best offensive minds in the game. Sean McVay knows that he has something there. So it goes back to this. You fire Mike LaFleur and all of the great options out there. Why would you want to go to the Jets? Why would you want to go to a team that doesn't have a quarterback? A team that you know this entire coaching staff could be gone in one season. So the Jets hire, excuse me, the Jets interviewed 20 plus guys for this position. Maybe five of them would have taken the job. And Robert Sala said in his press conference, we discussed quarterbacks, not specifics, even though I'm sure they spoke specifically about Rodgers, even though he can't say it publicly, about getting a veteran quarterback. And that's the route they're going to do with Zach Wilson still in mind. So if you go out and get Aaron Rodgers, okay, it's fine. It's hack it, whatever. Aaron Rodgers is fucking great. I think he makes it work no matter what. But as a Jets fan, I'm calling it a 50-50 shot right now. Um, I do think if he gets traded, it is to the AFC like they mentioned. But there's some teams in the AFC. Like, I know the Raiders uh, are one that have been talking about it. The Titans, the Jets. So, although Aaron Rodgers does seem to really like Zach Wilson. And he talked highly on the Pat McAfee show about Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall. So, there's obviously some connections there. But I am not as confident as Joel seen. We're getting him. Because like Drew said... Drew thought the same thing last year. We're going to get Aaron Rodgers. He's going to come, and he didn't. Now, I agree better organization. to an extent, but you also, you're swinging for the fences here and to an extent because <sighs> Nathaniel it. Hackett, could, he could blow up in our face, right? It's like <laughs> if I told you this, this time next year, Relax. if I told you the Jets were 24th in offense, would you be shocked? Who's our quarterback? We don't know. We just know Nathaniel Hackett's the offensive coordinator. This, you know, Dallas, I want you to calm down with your pessimism, okay? Because it's rubbing off on me a bit, and I don't like that. <laughs> Robert Sala, it is likely he didn't want to fire Mike LaFleur. Why is that? Is it because he's a great offensive mind, or is it because that's his best friend? Like, that? that is the younger brother of one of his closest friends. They have spent so much time and they have so much memories together that's going to be that's difficult gang. that's that is gang that's going to be Would you rather hard. have the floor or Hackett as your OC? Hackett. I'd rather have Hackett. You agree with that? Ugh. And and when you, you talk that, when you uh, talk about when you talk about Sean McVay it's not be fair. When, when you talk about Sean McVay picking up Mike LaFleur, well, is that because Michael Floor is this great offensive mind or is it because these coaching trees tend to stick together. Not the offensive coordinator Matt, position. Matt, this isn't an assistant Matt quarterback LaFleur, coach. Matt LaFleur, yes, Sean McVay, Kyle yes, Shanahan all yes. work together in Washington. This is a tight knit group. They all know each other. They all, they all like each other. Offensive coordinator. Who calls the plays? Sean McVay. Who calls course, the pl- It's course. Sean McVay. And okay, he's the offensive coordinator. Yes, he is. What would you be shocked if I told you the Rams had a bottom twenty or or fifth or an average offense next year? Uh, I mean, if they have Stafford and healthy, I'd be very surprised. Given their offensive line situation, given what they have to do to retool that roster, it's not shocking. It is not. So let's not act like the Rams got this home run thing with Mike Lafleur. He could blow up in their face. He could. I like Nathaniel Hackett for the Jets in this position. I I think he is a better offensive play caller really than Mike LaFleur. I mean, it's all Sean McVay's responsibility. And and I, I love Hackett's personality. As a head coach, I don't. But as an OC, bringing light to the room, he's kind of like a um, it's kind of like bubblegum, you know. Kind of like bubblegum. Please explain what? how. Bubblegum is nasty. He's fruity. He's like a really great He's guy. Fruity. He's just out. I don't know. I don't know. Um, And the reason why I said I can't compare the floor to Hackett is because if Hackett has literally anybody starting, it's going to be better than Zach Wilson. Correct. 
Hackett was good enough in his position to be a head coach for the Denver Broncos. No. A, a great organization, like Drew said, right? They, they don't make dumb decisions. I mean, we have, at least that we have three how Super did that, Bowls. How did that work out? It didn't work out well because Russell Wilson was garbage. <laughs> I, Maybe. I, I, what Maybe. about Hackett's clock managing? Like He he, he, he doesn't have, have to do that. Yeah, the Jets have guys. Yeah, no, I stuff. think like last year, you have to completely throw it out the I don't think his window. play calling was the issue in Denver nah, last year. it was the year. other stuff. It was everything else. And, and, th- and he yeah. doesn't have to do that stuff in, with the Jets. Oh, no, you're right. Intangible, yeah, yeah. 16 touchdowns. I mean, you have to throw. Hiring Hacker, you have to throw everything out the window last year. Yeah, listen, I think he'll be fine. And and also, I didn't even say this, but who's the Jets' all-time best quarterback? Namath. What number did he wear? 12. What did he say, Dells? He said Aaron Rodgers could have number 12 if he comes to New York. Aaron Rodgers is going to be a Jet. (laughs) Come on. Let's. Watch, John. It's John, gonna happen. Is, is Aaron Rodgers gonna be a Jack? I need I need some confidence here. Where, where's his mic? He doesn't have a he, mic he today. Didn't. Oh no, mic today. Johnson. What, what did the Packers? There was a recent article that came out that Adam Schefter put out. The, one of the most reputable NFL guys. What did he say? So. The Packers want are are leaning towards moving on from Aaron Rodgers. Come on, buddy. Put put two two. Put the context two together. It's not that hard. I don't disagree that Rodgers gets moved. I just think Rodgers can go. He doesn't have a no trade clause, so it's not like he could pick. But they obviously they love Aaron Rodgers. He's a franchise quarterback. He's been the face of their franchise the last 15 years. He's going to go into that room. They're going to say, we're trained to the AFC. Do you want to go to the Jets, Raiders, or Titans? That's when I worry because even though I think the Jets have the best situation, think the I think the Jets have the, the best. Jets. I think the Titans oh. with Vrabel. Really? With the, yeah, have, no I, receivers. I know they, they don't have anybody. Get, they could get some guys. The not, they could get maybe, some maybe guys. Maybe the Raiders How? with Tay. Waller. Picks. What? Josh Jacobs. They can but, get but some Joel, guys. But Joel, the, the issue have guys. The, Joel, I don't think the issue is because when you look at just pure talent and they rosters. Traylon Burks. How did that work? He was oh. hurt. He was hurt. He no, was Traylon well. Burks is solid. He Stop playing, it. He was not Garrett Wilson. He's not Garrett Wilson. He's not Garrett Wilson. He's over him for a reason. He's not Chris Olave. Um, I mean, I tried to tell you about Olave. It's a shame. I worry about still the outside perception of the Jets. This is a Jets team that choked at the end of the season, lost six in a row. The the, the owner's coming in, making comments. He, he's he's firing the offensive coordinator. Rodgers knows if it goes up in flames, everyone's fired. So I just think from an outsider's perspective, even though Aaron Rodgers obviously has ties everywhere, I don't think the Jets are <laughs> as respected as we think at this table should be I as a roster and as a team. Exactly. That's why I think when they have that conversation, Aaron Rodgers is going to say, "Well, I have the Titans, Raiders, and Jets. I could go with Tay. I could go with Frable." Or why would you go with the Raiders if you're yeah, worried Tay about there, his offense? You're, why, if you're worried about perception in an organizational standpoint, you're not, you're not wrong. Why do you that's, go to the Raiders? That's fair, but well, you also have Rodgers. Titans Rogers, don't Rogers, have the talent that Rodgers wants. Rodgers has never cared about perception. Okay. Never. Okay. The Titans don't have a good defense. They don't have good offensive weapons. I would not, I they don't have think a banged up offensive line. So you think it's the Jets? So do you think it's the Jets or Packers then? The Jets Raiders, are, the Raiders are definitely in the conversation. Uh, listen, this is going to happen, bro. Uh, listen, Raiders I'm, are, I'm here with you. I've, Raiders I've are in the conversation right. for the fact that Tay's Tay there. there. He does Waller have Waller. Here. Jacobs probably does come back. Offensive line wasn't dog shit like we all were Left expecting. Cole Miller. What do you think, Riv? He knows Rodgers is going to be a Jet. I'm... I'm interested in the fact that Nathan Nathaniel Hackett doesn't have to be a coach anymore. I think offensive coordinator, yeah, head coach. I think offensive coordinator is fine. Um, 
Will he be a Jet? I mean, the Jets is an intriguing spot. You got an elite defense, young, fresh, exciting defense. I mean, a lot of swag over there. And then offensively, you got Brees, you got Wilson. The Raiders is interesting because they're a little bit more older. You know, they got Tay, more established guys, Tay Waller, Josh Jacobs. I don't see a world with the Titans, though. I'll be honest with you. I I know Vrabel. I just think it's Vrabel. Yeah, he's he's an amazing coach, but Burks has to come into his own. Derrick Henry is getting up there in age. He's been hurt, what, back-to-back seasons? The offensive line, eh, the defense, okay. Like, I, I I don't – outside of Burks, who's young and promising, they don't have a, a reliable receiver. It would just be like Green Bay all over again, except Not you wrong. have Derrick Henry. So, I think the Raiders and the Jets are probably the one-two spots. You know, would you go for the established guys, your boy Tay, who left you for Carr, or would you go for the young, exciting team, the fresh bloods, the one that's ready to take over the division? And if you look at the Raiders, I don't think I want to go to a division with the Chiefs and the Chargers. Very true. But if you look at this one – the Bills could be coming down. The Patriots still got to get weapons. And what's the other team? Miami. Miami. Tua's concussions. Defensively, they're not that good. Tua still has limitations. I'm way better than him. Defense, they have the personnel. They just do. need a good coach. I'm way I'm, if, if Aaron Rodgers goes to that division, he's the second best quarterback, arguably. And we the have first. the best defense in the division. E- easily. Yeah, so I, I think and the Jets is probably the best spot. You gotta hope LaFleur, Robert Sala, their boys, obviously. Maybe, you know, LaFleur gives a little nod to the Jets, say, let me go get my best friend yes. a quarterback so he doesn't get fired at the end of the season. <clears throat> the line listen, it's on the wall, it's written, the stars are aligning, everything looks like it's pointing Rodgers to so the Jets. Say Adele's. But unfortunately, so, this until, happens a lot, and yes, you get jinxed. Until, and especially for the Jets, I've been a fan of them since the day I was born. How but many I times when I go out on a limb like this, am I wrong, Dills? I don't about the Jets. <laughs> Just in general, <laughs> in, in general, you have a decent track record. Uh, the Jets specifically, ugh. I'm just thinking about number two. That's the reason I say that. Rudy Gobert's making this a sweat, bro. He has tw- he has ten rebounds, dude. Still, has 10 <laughs> it's the fourth quarter with four minutes. Left. He still has ten. Yes, he had ten at halftime. Yo. Steph has thirty. Okay, okay. I'm, yeah, I'm in. I'm literally watching this win. game and I'm watching Gobert like not rebound, dude. Yes. And oh <laughs> my it's, it's god. Wait, so did he yell at me for watching? Yeah, I, I said that. I've got a bet, bro. Ago. I got it. Oh, he got it. Yeah, what? He got it. He got, he got it. He got it. He got it. It was eleven and a half though. Oh, he needs one more. more. Oh okay. my God, bro! <laughs> my goodness, this is ridiculous. What? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh my God, he just smoked a lip. Um, <laughs> next topic. Now, this might be good news for you, Drew. Let's hear it. The Miami Dolphins, one of the teams that you root for out of like seven, <laughs> is they just they might get Vic Fangio. It hasn't been reported yet, but people. Ha- Tom Palacero did report that Vic Fangio will be heading to Miami. So, given the Dolphins offense and how it looked this past season, uh-huh. knowing the defense was the Achilles heel and you even saying like in week seven that if they had a defense, I would say they're going to Super Bowl. You know, how do you feel about Vic Fangio, former Denver Broncos head coach, two back-to-back Broncos coaches that have gone to different places, yep. is now going to Miami? Vic Fangio is one of the better defensive minds in the game. You wish you could hire him back? No. Oh, okay. Um, and I say that for the fact of I've been very consistent, similar to you. Offensive-minded head coaches change the game for teams. And that's simply what I wanted. We brought Nathaniel Hackett in. Obviously, that was a disaster move. But I, I do want another offensive-minded head coach, and actually an actual good one. Um, but Vic Vangio, for what he did with Denver, we had one of the best defense in the league, uh, league for years. Top five defenses under Vic Vangio. He goes, he leaves, still has success. Now, him going to to the Dolphins on a team that has the personnel to be successful, 
this is a home run move for the Dolphins if it were to happen. Because right now, the reports did come out that Vic Fangio was supposed to be the Dolphins' uh, new defensive coordinator. He was the prized defensive coordinator possession to have this offseason. And for Miami to be linked to him and potentially acquire him, that's huge because I do like the personnel actually, on this defense. Outside of the second uh, – no, I'm sorry. Outside of okay. the defensive line, I, I think uh, their pass rush is underrated. Their secondary is getting up. Like outside of Holland, disagree. Holland is Javon really Holland good. is but a special Jones, player. Howard, B- Byron stole money from the Dolphins franchise. And Howard Howard good. was good though this past season. He was. And but uh, Zav- I mean, Xavier promising one. Xavier Howard, yes, this was probably the worst he's looked so far in his career. And he's, you, he's only getting older. You still trust him. You still have no choice if you yeah. are the Miami Dolphins to trust him. But of course, you try to acknowledge the secondary, try to build it up a little bit. Uh, Baker obviously being a, a very solid linebacker for them as well. Phillips. You mentioned you made you mentioned the line Phillips, of course. The Broncos in the yeah, Dolphins did do business with with Bradley Chubb. I believe in the personnel on this team. You just need the right coach to implement it. And you lose Brian Flores, who had done a, a very solid job of that, uh, and by himself for sure. But now you do need another guy, and I think Vic Fangio is that dude if he does decide to commit to Miami. This is interesting. Uh, Mike Silver, who covers San Francisco Chronicle, uh, said that. There's a huge amount of mutual respect between Kyle Shanahan and Vic Fangio. Obviously, we know D'Amico Ryan's possibly going to the Houston Texans or getting a head coaching job elsewhere. He could fit in, go with the 49ers. I mean, as much as you know, the Dolphins are promising, if you go with the 49ers, that's probably the landing spot you want. Yeah, definitely. Ah, man. I mean, the Miami, the Miami situation is intriguing because, yes, they have the talent, and I thought they were really aggressive last year on defense. You know, they played a lot of man coverage. But – that's a lot of their guys' game. I mean, Howard Jones, they are pretty much known to be, for the most part of their career, man coverage guys. So if they couldn't do that last season, I know it could possibly be an outlier here. What possibly came – I mean, Phillips is good. Holland is good. Chubb, when he came in, he was solid for them. So they do have pieces out there. I just don't know if they're the right pieces, even if you do bring in a new D.C. I think these guys – in the secondary I'll at say least. this to you very – this is the way I see it, right? We have we had Justin Simmons, Please. the Broncos. Ah, okay. We had Justin when Vic Fangio was our head coach. Don't fucking disrespect. <laughs> no, I was confused. That's we all. had Justin Simmons, and then it got to a point where Michael Ojemudia was our most reliable corner for for a point because our injuries were so bad, mm-hmm. and we still were one of the best defenses in the league. Now here, they have Javon Holland, obviously different positions, but Javon Holland is a dog safety himself. Own, yes, you do have Xavier Howard. Byron Jones is not reliable at this point because he's so injury prone, and when he plays, he's iffy. But if he does play, he Vic Fangio will bring the most out of these guys, given the fact you got do it. have Jalen Phillips. He got it. He got nice, it. man. That's Unless it was hear. a block. Do we all get wins? Do we, oh. we all get wins? This I don't, week? Well, mine, I still have to find out whether or not. Um, I have to find out whether or not. They said the two L's were a fluke, um, but continue. Um, yeah, so mentioned with Chubb, Jalen Phillips, of course, Wilkins. Christian Wilkins, who yep. was unbelievable this Great season, year. deserved year. recognition to be on the all pro list as well. I mean, I trust Vic Fangio to take these group of guys and definitely improve from last year. So he got it. Good shit, bro. That's good. I understand. Oh, oh, unnecessary sweat, bro. Never, no, never, never easy. Sweat. Never easy. You're still My at the bottom goodness. of the rankings. Yeah, Climbing. I'm moving up. Climbing. Moving up. You're actually not. Oh, we they all won. All won yeah, yeah, then. You're back. It doesn't where matter. You I, I, you're on pace. I don't worry about the competition. What we worry need bad <laughs> is Harrison Barnes to get two more points. My losses have been fluky, bro. They have not been. <laughs> you, have, been you have just barely messed on yeah. most of them. Because I don't miss like that. If I miss, it's very minimal. It's not a lot. I, I like this by the Dolphins if they do indeed get Vic Fangio. I look at a couple things with the Dolphins and what needs to improve. <clears throat> I think their passing offense is fine, but if you can 
established a run, which they didn't the entire season. Agreed. They were ranked 25th. I think that helps the offense. Same pass thing last year, though. Even more. Yeah. I think the it's kind of weird how the Dolphins team is. Offensively, they can't run the ball consistently, but they can pass consistently. Defensively, they can't stop the pass consistently. They can stop the run. They're one of the top run defenses in the league. So I think Vic Fangio is going to bring out the best of the Dolphins. And, man, having a top 10 offense, having a top 10 defense, if they can get to that, this team is going to be one of those teams you look at the AFC and look and look at as a potential team that can make some noise because that's all they're mit- missing. Defense, that's really it for the Dolphins. Uh, you think maybe a run game, a more consistent yeah. run game? Yo, there's a, parent, there's a yeah. chance, not that it's a high one, there's a chance Saquon Barkley could come to town. If the Giants decide not to sign him long-term, Saquon Barkley is one of the notable names in the free agent market at the running back position. It would not be crazy if he decided to join this high-point offense already yep. where he thinks that he's the missing piece to this team. That would be a very good pickup for them. It, I mean, it would be seamless in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, Vic Fangio, I mean, obviously one of the best defensive minds in the game, what he did with Denver year after year. It's very difficult to stay a top defensive team, whether it's guys leaving in free agency, injuries. Like, look at the 49ers. They've gone back and forth, it seems like, every year the last four years of being a top three defense, a bottom five, top three, like, mostly because of injuries. But just the turnover year to year from your roster and on your coaching staff, the fact that one guy, Vic Fangio, was able to keep it all together in Denver and consistently be a top five defense shows how great of a mind he is and also brings some, you know, leader, not that McDaniel's a bad leader, but leadership. McDaniel's a very young head coach, obviously first time head coach. You bring in a guy as a defensive coordinator who can, you know, show you the ropes and extent. McDaniel has a year under his belt now, but Fangio has years and years of experience in this league. He's been coaching probably as long as McDaniel's been alive. So I think that even helps their coaching staff that much more. And as you guys mentioned, they have, they have the personnel. Um, it was really a bit of a disappointing defensive group, especially after they traded for Bradley Chubb. Facts. You expect them to be more upper echelon than they were this past season. We know how great the offense can be when everything's clicking and everyone's healthy. The defense steps it up too. This could be a legitimate team in the AFC. On to the last topic of the show. This is a move that is happening for sure. Kellen Moore to the Chargers. Now, it was a surprise to me that the Cowboys and him agreed to part ways. Very surprising. The Chargers, to get this guy, a coach that is viewed as a potential head coaching candidate, this was great. And I know some people are worried about Kellen Moore's offense and how you know it may be like the same as Joe Lombardi. I don't think so. And when Joe Lombardi first was named OC to the Chargers, I was very low on the move. These are Kellen Moore's offensive ranks with the Cowboys in four seasons. Yards, first, 14th, first, 11th. Points, sixth, 17th, first, and fourth. Yards per attempt passing, third, 19th, fifth, and 17th. Net yards per attempt, first, 22nd, fourth, ninth. Those years where they weren't a top 10 offense, it was the year Dak Prescott got hurt with the ankle injury and they had no quarterback solution. Net yards per attempt. The only year that they weren't top 10 was the year Dak Prescott got injured. Last four seasons, second in points per game, second in total yards per game, fourth in yards per game, fourth in third down percentage. I think for the Chargers, this is a move that could potentially unlock Justin Herbert. But one thing I will say about this move is that although I believe in Kellen Moore, the personnel has to be in place. I think the number one priority this offseason is to get receivers via the draft. You got to draft one with the first-round pick, your second-round pick. I don't care. You have to 
just have an influx of talent at the receiver position to the point where Josh Palmer was good and reliable for the Chargers this year. He has to be your wide receiver four. That's how much yeah, talent so, yeah. I want on the Chargers wide receiver core. And Josh you're saying Palmer. Josh Palmer wide receiver four. That means you have Justin Herbert. Get fucking guys. That, that means your offense you is yeah, ridiculous. Get guys, that no, fair. And, and listen. The Chargers, I was looking at this graph about like slowest wide receiver cores. Chargers were, I think, 28th, they're bottom, they're bottom five, for yes. sure. Yeah, they weren't and, good. You know, they don't have any speed, so I you have to get speedsters. Uh, the Giants, right? Yeah, I know it was the Giants. Thank Galladay. Wondell had a fast 40, though. He did. No Hodgins probably doesn't run a fast 40. And a good job. Shepard. Yeah. Shout out to Daniel Jones, man. So, Kellen Moore, absolutely. I was stunned, just like you. And I won't rattle off the stats. You, you listed them all. Kellen Moore led a very successful offense in Dallas. Why people felt that it was a bit overwhelming and sometimes, you know, stagnant at times was because they weren't able to get it done in the playoffs. Disappointing loss to San Fran the year before, last yeah. year. And then this year, to, to not really have a game against San Fran again, it was disappointing, no doubt about it. Um, what's going on over there? I'm just showing him my wins. Oh, nice. You, Five leg parlay just hit. Here Shout we go. Edwards over 27 and a half. He has 30. Fox over 25 and a half. He has 28. Fourth quarter king right now, eight and a fourth. D low and Keegan, two plus made threes. And I had Rudy Gobert over 11 and a half. Man, you could be doing this every night on Boom Fantasy. That's man. A fact. Easy That's money. A fact. Lock Easy up. Money. Lock up. Um, so, yes. So, what he was doing over there in Dallas was. was was very great, but it's, again, got overlooked because of the lack of playoff success. And especially when you're a coach of Dallas and the fan base of Dallas, all they want is success in the playoffs, and they haven't had that in a very long time. And and they start to point blame, and, of course, Kellen Moore is one of those scapegoats as well. And apparently now this means that Mike McCarthy will have full control of the offense and will call plays. That'll be very interesting to see. However, now with, with Moore going to the Chargers... I mean, what what is there really else to say? He's getting a gift in Justin Herbert. Of course, Keenan Allen is getting up there in age, but nevertheless, that is still great talent in this league. Mike Williams, you see the impact of when he is on and off the field for that Chargers offense. Herbert, that is one of his favorite targets. The offense is simply just different when Mike Will is on the field. You already mentioned Josh Palmer a little bit. Josh Palmer was great when he needed to step up. Him and, and Herbert have a great connection very early on as well. But you said it very perfectly, and it's going to be very hard to, to say different things when I'm with you, 100% sound. If you are the Chargers, your primary focus should be to surround Justin Herbert with weapons. Offensive line also could use a little bit of help, as it was disappointing this year as opposed to last year. Health did play a factor, no doubt about that. But if you are the Chargers, you understand, you look at the league around you, what wins? Unless you're the Chiefs, because of that man right there, it is surrounding your franchise quarterback with weapons. That is just the key. And yes, he has had Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, Austin Eckler. But at this point, Keenan Allen just missed the most games that he's missed in a long time. Of course, Keenan Allen has had a history with injuries, but he did miss over, I think he missed seven, eight games this season. Mike Will, of course, being banged up. And then again, being banged up when they needed him most against the Jaguars. You need reliable options out wide. The primary focus should be whether it's going to be signing one. If you need to spend a little bit of money on Jacoby Myers, I wouldn't be opposed. Of course, that wouldn't be my first move. But make it happen in this offseason, whether it's draft or in free agency. Tim Rose just tied the game 103-103 against Sacramento. Let's go. We need overtime. Why? Because what's going to happen right now, I'm telling you right now, there's 12 seconds left. 
De'Aaron Fox has been jockeying it. He is going to take this last shot. If it goes in, I'm going to be bitter. We need overtime. We need Harrison Barnes to have two points. We just is that need, part of the calling our yes, shot? Yes, we need two Ooh. points. Sabonis fouled out. He got under I saw. That. I saw. Oh, so we all could have done wow. First time you, you we know, all won. You know, on the leg, on the calling our shot leg, I, you know, we added two. Well, I added, you added one. I added two for the odds. Mm-hmm. I added D'Lo 15 I know, plus. D'Lo's been folding. Oh, my God, bro. I, Mike, he's so inconsistent. Yeah, he's but Anthony player. Edwards, he clamped it. But but that re- fucking Harrison Barnes, bro. That receiver statement, I, I said, think about it. Keenan Allen, Mike Will, Josh Palmer, that's their three. Got to get one more receiver in there. Speedster. Are you? If you're the Chargers, do you consider trading up for JSN, or do you hope and pray that you stay where you no, are? I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm gonna be honest. Fall. I'm not getting JSN. Uh, I think J. I, I think I, I JSN hear, yes, is phenomenal. You. Not the fit. He wins in a very unique way. I want a receiver. That's want a gonna, burner. That I want a burner. Exactly. Oh, he's not. He's not. Built I want for the a Quentin Johnson. He's a route runner. A he's, he's a get open type of guy. Hyatt. He's like Keenan Allen. I mean, he's got speed after the catch. No doubt about it. Similar, mm-hmm. um, similar. Obviously, Keenan Allen cemented himself, but Jason's a lot bro, smaller. The, the pass Anthony Edwards made to McDaniel's for the three was amazing. Yeah, no, nah, Anthony Edwards been bugging. Yeah, he's a superstar. MVS tweeted. I told uh, you he's taking a second year leap. MVS tweeted. Third year leap. My bad. Can I watch Rihanna perform yes. at halftime? What did I tell you? Darren Fox went one. to go up for the game winner. He missed it. We're going OT. Uh, need Harrison Barnes with the ball. Two points, just yeah. two. Did you get to speak on this, Dells? Uh, no, I was saying MVS tweeted, serious question, can I watch Rihanna perform at halftime? He's a ball. He can. You know what? Can he, he technically can. Moved he, he, nah, I moved. moved you. I moved. Um, Trash. Okay. It should have had a little dirt. <laughs> That's not the hair no there. Facts. Bro, and De'Aaron Fox, I mean, Anthony Edwards has been taking an assignment to guard De'Aaron Fox. And been, De'Aaron Fox just, has been cooking in this fourth, respectfully. No, no, no. I'm talking about later on in the game. Not, they have I'm, been trying to get switches on, like D'Lo and stuff. I'll, I'll, when Edwards has been on him, he's been he's on. Right, but I'm just letting yeah. I'm just letting me know that De'Aaron Fox. I'll let both you want to hate on? I'm not Edwards. hating. I'm stating right. what I've been right. watching. I've been watching. Good. I've been watching De'Aaron Fox take it to the paint, step back threes. I mean, he's been blacking. I just he's watched been step he's I'll been going crazy. SGA. My goodness, come on, Drew. Please stop hating on him, man. Bro, I'm not. God. Come on, bro. You're not going to label me to the public because you know, like I say constantly, the fans believe what you say. They believe you. I'm not an Anthony Edwards hater. Never been an Anthony Edwards hater. Let's look at these super chats I'm that glad. got sent. <laughs> um, so, okay. These Otherwise, are the supers the that got ones. sent. And if you guys are currently in the stream, make sure to like up the stream. Let's get it to, let's get to 200 likes. If no, you like no, it, the more you like it, the likes. more the more visible. Selling it, the more you like it, the more visible it is on the YouTube timeline. And people have been saying that they haven't been seeing our videos recently, so they haven't. Nah. Oh, really? So, so we definitely get those likes, so people can see it. People can see this episode, especially the first hour of it. So it was a blast. It was heated debate. That's gonna be the title of the segment. <laughs> Jalen Hurts heated debate. Oh my god, it was crazy. Dells and Joel get heated. It was. It was I was chilling, bro. <laughs> I was chilling. It's, it's usually the opposite. It's gonna. It's gonna be labeled that, and then people are gonna be like, "Yo, Joel was the only one." Was <laughs> yeah, heated. Was like, he was the only one screaming. Joel gets heated over Burrow, and a lot of them would be like, "Drew was over this conversation because this is me the entire time." Yeah. Now this is from Aaron Boone. Joel, I know I can trust you with this request. Shout out Yankees manager, rank these five receivers: Chase, Waddle, CD, Smith, Amon, Ross, St. Brown. Please tell me if there's any gaps. Let so let's uh let's rank these receivers. Let's rank these five receivers: Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, Ceedee Lamb, Devontae Smith, and Amon Ross St. Brown. Who's first? Jamar, Jamar, Jamar Chase. Chase is number one. Number two, Jalen Waddle, Ceedee, or Devontae Smith. Ceedee. Wa- oh really? I have Waddle number two. I'm I gonna go Waddle with Jalen Waddle number two. I'm going well. Jalen Waddle. 
Number three. CD. Waddle. CD. I'm going with CD Lamb. Ah. Amon Ross St. Brown. Number three. Amon Ross St. Brown. Okay. All right. I'm going with CD Lamb number three. Number four, Devontae Smith. Devontae. I'm going with Devontae Smith. And then I'll go Oh, Amon. my God. Over oh, Amon Ross. No with wrong with respect, I'm fine with those answers. I just want a little bit of respect on Amon, on Amon Ra, who missed a game. And his stats stack up very close to that of a CD. Who do you have at five? CD Lamb had Cooper Rush. Oh no, no. At four, I have CD because again, I put him on. CD CD Lamb had Cooper Rush for a good amount of time. Not a good amount. How many weeks? I just don't see how Amon Ra wasn't competing with many players for targets. And who was he competing with targets? CD Lamb. He had Cooper. Not him, but I'm saying Devontae Smith with Agent Brown. No, Devontae Smith, I think, is a great talent, no doubt. I just feel like for what Amon Ra has shown me last year and this year, CD can do more than him. Like what? He's a dog. He's a. I think he's better route runner. He's better after the catch than him. That's debatable he's as well. He's better at. If you want to say hands, runs. if you want to say hands, I, fair. CD Lamb has some of the best hands in the league. I feel like Amon Ra is just gifted at every aspect of the game. Of course, he's not the most physical because he's not the tallest, but he definitely does not shy away from contact. He he definitely is one of the better possession receivers. One of the better, more meticulous route runners. Also, he gets into the end zone as well. Yep. So, so my list right now would be Chase, it'd be Waddle, it would be Amon Ross St. Brown, C.D. Lamb, and then I'd have Smitty right after. C.D. had 200 more yards than Amon Ross. I was just about to say, three more touchdowns, they both... One less, one one less, less game. One less game. It doesn't make up for it, though. Jared Goff. Cooper Rush. Jared, Jared, Jared Goff was just as good as Dak <laughs> statistically this year. Yeah, Jared Goff, Jared Goff was really good this year. Again, but let's be real. Don't do that. I'm, I am being... What? Don't. All right, so Jared Goff or Dak Prescott? I think Dak's better, but Jared Goff had a great year this, this year. This year, Jared Goff did have a better year than him. He didn't have Dak all year, bro. But I think Dak's better, no no, no doubt. The top five for me is Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, CeeDee Lamb, Devontae Smith, and Amon Ross St. Brown. Okay. I have the same order. I have one, but I flip CD and Waddle. You think Smitty can be a one? Like yes. Amon Ra? Yes. Like Amon Ra? Yes. Amon Ra's a one by situation. I'm not saying Smitty is, is bad by any means. No, but I think saying, that Smitty is a, benefits. Is a, is a one by situation. I think if and Smitty was in Amon Ra's position, he'd, he'd be put a up one. 11, 12 yeah, he'd, he'd be like a one. Amon Ra. Ra would be the two in Philly. I just don't think he would do it the way that Amon Ra has done at this point in time. I think Amon Ra is better after the catch. Because last year it wasn't a question. Amon Ra was better than, who? than Smitty. Oh, yes. I mean, Smitty, you know. It was probably close, though. I mean, it was close. Smitty was by close. End, 9, 16, no, by end of year, it was close, but from. From a certain stretch, well, yeah, Amon Ra, didn't, Amon yes, Ra yes, was yes. the best. Let me not say the best, of course, because Jamar Chase was the best. Yes, he, he has those stretches. Amon Ra has those stretches, but he's just dominant. So I understand. Steven donated ten dollars. No comment, but shout out to Steven. Shout out to Steven. Unibrow Eli donated four dollars on nonsense. Riv, where the hoodies, man? We need those Riv Academy hoodies, bro. Is that what he's talking about? He has to be. He has, has to, to be. be. There's nothing else. When are they coming, bro? Oh my God, Barnes! No, I told him uh, um, I start selling merch when I hit a thousand subscribers. Trey Lyles okay. got a bucket, yeah. and so they don't give me to a thousand. They cannot get anything. Jamarcus Monroe, four ninety nine. If Minshew starts these playoff games, do we win them? No, the Eagles. The Eagles. No. Um. Well, if we, we're taking into account the Niners losing the quarterback, yes, they do. Shit, I think they do win these. Yeah, teams. The, the Giants game, I think so. Yeah. Just, this is the two opponents the Eagles played or were both. I mean, the, the gap, Giants were not the good. Gap and the gap with Niners us and the Giants their, was hilarious. Like, Niners it was, lost it was their funny. starter. So, given what we know right now? Yes. Okay. I say there's a chance. Yeah. <laughs> the Giants, yes. I 100% believe we win with any quarterback. And I'm being serious. You probably don't have to throw the ball. No, not once. They suck. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. 
It's bad. Q Boogie donated one ninety nine. Joel, you need some Migos and Runts. Q <laughs> 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 Boogie donated again and said, "Sometimes truth may sound like hate." And he's not wrong. That's a good quote. Great. That yep. is, but that not is in the great. Jalen Hurts situation. It is Paul Murray, five dollars. Dells, when you getting boom down here in Nola? Make it happen, boss. Shit, I'm trying my best, man. I'm trying my best. Steph just had 38, 12, and 8. My goal is him. fucking He's him. back. Oh, he's, oh, he's 27, his line? 28. 28. Yeah, I took the over. What type of man I this am. This from Joshua Azodiki. Hopefully I said it right. $5. Joel, Moran is right with the more with less thing. Hertz hasn't done what they have, AJ and Smitty, in the top five O-line with the great defense. What? I don't know. That, that's I read it just how it was. But he's saying, you know, the thing I said about Hertz, about how he hasn't done more with less yet. Well, he hasn't been put in that position, really. Ray B donated four dollars ninety nine cents. No comment. Shout out to Ray B. Shout out to Ray fucking Daniel B. Guerrero four ninety nine. As a diehard Timberwolves fan, I'm just going to say that we do not want the clown of Joel back on the train because he abandoned us. You're, you're dead. My goodness, you're dead. <laughs> he's a very, he's a very, 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 very small minority of Wolves fans. Wolves fans love me. Because they know I love them. No, but you've and they turned know your back I on love them. Anthony they Edwards. Catch you. you turned your back on them. They know back. I love Anthony Edwards. Your turncoat. They know I love me some Anthony Edwards. Nazir, 199. Between Kawhi and PG, who you trading in a rebuild? I would go PG. Easier to move. I would keep plug yeah. him. Plug I, in, uh, easier plug and play type of player. I've said it best. Kawhi's better. I would go with Kawhi's, Kawhi's better. better. Right now? Yeah. I think PG's. No, stop. Kawhi's no. been nuts. You get more for Kawhi's last ten year, but season totality, yeah, PG's well, been better. I know, but once Kawhi's been no, in his groove, yeah, Kawhi's back shit. to his groove. Kawhi's better, yes. but in the totality, I would say PG's better. Yeah, I'm going for uh, I'm going with uh, Kawhi, Spencer. Kawhi's probably gonna live his tests. last lives in LA. Four ninety nine. Does Jalen Hurts have to win this game against the Chiefs to become a franchise guy? Also, are you guys gonna do a March Madness bracket challenge? Interesting. We probably will. We do that. Just, you know, out of curiosity. I don't uh, know what I'm doing. You're just picking a team who would win. I know. I don't know any of the teams I'm picking. Oh, uh, it's honestly like you guessing is half the fucking. Like, most, of the people, random, most of the people like, that know never win. Like North yeah, Dakota facts. State, I'll, like when they it's like doing a mock draft. Yeah. You're just, just picking have like fun with it. Right. Yeah. Um, I'll ask you: Does Jalen Hurts need to win the Super Bowl? I, I I assume he has to win and throw for I think 250, need, I think 100 rushing yards, he, five touchdowns. If he loses, if he owns some Josh Allen shit, like say for example, he has a elite game and he's not the last person with the ball and. They go down and score. I'm not going to put that on him. He just has to play great. Context matters, man. Spread your comfort. Tyler Matunis. $4.99, no comment, but shout out to Tyler for donating. Shout out. Hunter Long, $1.99. Thoughts on the Panthers slash Hornets. Love the pod. We spoke on the Panthers and Frank Reich <laughs> earlier. We like the Frank Reich move. We're going to read them at the end. Can we make Hornets it clap? Stink. There you go. <laughs> that was crazy. How about we, after we read all of them, we make we do like one clap. As a collective for everybody. It's not <laughs> special enough, man. But all right. I'm clapping over there. This is from Spencer Safuntes again. 499. Does Jalen Hurts need to win the bowl to become a franchise quarterback? Oh, this was the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was say, all these Jalen Hurts Maybe questions. he donated it twice. I don't, uh, maybe. I don't John know. John just fucked up. Yeah. Possibly. <laughs> Santos Lopez said, I need another clap for me. No, he said, make it clap, boy. Santos, pick a side legend. That big song, big Sean song, is easily one of the worst songs I look back and I hear. The dance, which one? That's so wobbly, wobbly. Shout out to Santos, man. I drunk think about it though. 
Nicki Minaj went crazy though. She had to because that shit was garbage. She probably heard Tumblr, it. Like, this this Tumblr is, is big time, man. I like this Tumblr uh, a lot. Why is Trey like Lyles bugging? You're fucked. All right, yeah, so we have one more. Oh, we do. I think so. Who? I see one more from. I'm sorry, it's it's very small on my laptop. Yeah, I know. That's why I, I don't uh, I read it. Yeah. Let me get it. Let me get it. Let me get it. It looks very very small. We got a donation from Q Boogie. Said last two months been watching. Uh, I've been feeding for episodes. The takes analysis better than the. Ladder, ladder networks, I guess, like ESPN. Mm-hmm. Um, you sanctioned. Keep taking my bread. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Q Boogie Shout man. The Q donations Boogie. go crazy. Shout out to everybody who's been watching the entire stream. We really appreciate you guys. Yes, Four hundred twelve viewers at one point six hundred viewers. Thank yeah, you guys so were, much. We it up. Yeah, we might have to put a poll up on when are the best times to go live for you guys to make sure. It seems like Tuesday you know. six seven p.m. People love it. Oh, it was Monday. Monday, sorry. Good Monday. Luck. Monday goes crazy. Yeah. Monday goes crazy for sure. So. Make sure you guys like up the stream. Let's get it to 200, 300 likes even. There's 407 people in the chat right now. Let's get it up. Let's get the likes up, man. Let's get the likes up so we can show up on the timeline. People have been complaining about that. But thank you guys for watching and listening. You can follow us on Twitter at Pixar Pod, on Instagram and TikTok at Pixar Podcast. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next time. This is Andrew Rotondi from the Bronx Pinstripe Show. In case you didn't know, the show you're listening to right now, as well as my podcast, is part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Blue Wire was founded in 2018 on the concept that independent podcasts would be more successful if they worked together. Today, Blue Wire has grown to feature 300 shows led by former athletes, media professionals, and passionate fans. Over the past few years, Blue Wire has privately raised over $10 million to expand their team, their podcast network, and business operations. Now, they are raising another round on WeFunder, 
WeFunder is a crowdfunding service that connects startups with investors. It's an amazing platform that gives everyone the opportunity to be part of a growing startup. You can invest for as little as $100. So in other words, you don't have to be a millionaire to invest in cool companies on WeFunder. BlueWire is raising money to expand their sales team and improve operations, which in turn will help this show continue to grow. If you'd like to be part of the BlueWire investment round or just want to find out more information, go to wefunder.com slash bluewire. Again, wefunder.com slash bluewire.